o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey everybody, welcome to the two-weekend edition, uh, pre-Christmas edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live, and I have noodles in my mouth right now. <laughs> I have a, I'm like a chipmunk, I've got noodles stuffed in my cheek because everything's all fucked up and dinner's late. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, Turn Up the Night, um, our last show before Christmas. And uh, we'll have some other programming on Christmas. But uh, until then, say hi to Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Hey, Joe. Hi to Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that is you. You bought me a little time. You got some of the noodles down. And, of course, oh, uh, <laughs> Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. will help me get this last mouthful down. Welcome. I, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you because this is the most D.C. thing ever. Um, as of an hour ago... 50 minutes ago, someone was climbing the national Christmas tree. Awesome. And and, and so this is Mike Valerio from um, Mike WUSA. And uh, he said, video police activity, someone climbing or trying to climb the national Christmas tree. Was it Sean Spicer? And then Spicer? he said, oy vey. This is... <laughs> And then, and then his next one, 35 minutes ago, was update. An adult male is still in the tree. Park police have a negotiator trying to convince the man to stop climbing the national Christmas tree. The area is evacuated. No kidding. Merry Christmas, Washington. Wow. No shit. <laughs> That's not fake news. Wow. It's not fake is news. It... <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Was it Trump? I don't know. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Been, he can't climb upstairs. He, he can't. Cli he can barely climb stairs. He's not going to climb a tree. Uh, if you told if you told him there was a Big Mac up there, he would. Well, that we, is we that is. We literally have a hostage negotiation system, or something <laughs> along the lines of that. Please, sir. Please, sir. Stop climbing the national Christmas tree. We have closed down the area. The area is evacuated please come down from the tree sir come down from the tree this this really <laughs> might be the most 2018 thing ever oh, wait, I got the Merry Christmas. there we go oh here's my megaphone sir come down from the tree we'll give you a candy cane <laughs> i don't like candy canes i'm not coming down okay <laughs> sir negotiator you are Guys, not a bumble, and you will not bounce if you fall. Hi. I'm not coming down until my <laughs> wife buys me underwear. 
We'll give Kmart. you some of Donald Trump's used sir? underpants, sir. Oh, dear God. I don't want his underpants. <laughs> Who climbs the national... I, I thought that would bring you guys a smile. It's making me laugh my ass off after today. You're going to get pine needles stuck in your eye, sir. Yeah, well, stick them in your eye, you asshole. I'm not coming down. <laughs> well, there we go. There's so our little skit. The state of America. Our little skit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was that's... a little, little impromptu skit. Uh, Chris M. Man Decoration. is his, his name is Chris M. Decoration, uh, just so you know. <laughs> Middle name Mass. <laughs> Uh, anyway um well that's that that's it that's the show everybody we're <laughs> gonna end with that i just love that they have a negotiator <laughs> oh my god can we send the negotiator into the white house i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe maybe send him some hot come out of the oval office <laughs> Yeah. You're surrounded. Oh, of course, not my. Maybe you know what? what? It could actually be Mike Pence. It could be. He he's he looks wily enough. He could climb a tree. He does. He does. <laughs> Are you kidding? He was just pulling a weekend at Bernie's the other day. <laughs> it was only ten days ago. It was only ten days ago. Yeah. You know what, Chuck? I will. Take, you know. Oh my god. Oh, I know. When Trump said he would. You know, ten whole Ooh. days ago, when Trump said he wouldn't it's blame Stephen Democrats Miller, for the it? shutdown. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Stephen Miller. Yeah, it's just Stephen Miller. Somebody threw his can of spray hair up there. <laughs> he went up to get it. My God. Or maybe he's looking for some tree sap to glue down a real hairpiece. Oh dear Lord. Oh my God. So anyway, um, what I want to know is that Happy is that a Friday. Trump is that a Trump brand tree? Um. Anyway, no. Uh, actually, that that tree, that tree, I think was that was that was um, planted during the Obama administration. Oh, it's actually a, a real living tree. I didn't know that. Yes, yes, it really is. Oh, okay. Uh, Thanks, Obama. Appreciate that. <laughs> it was his sinister socialist Kenyan plan all along. Just, I can't get over the fact that there is a park police have a negotiator. I just, I'm sorry. I needed something to laugh at today. Well, here we go, everybody. This is since this is uh, this is our second Christmas, uh, and and I know I, I of course I shared this with Tim Carm also. This is a classic now on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> It sounded like an upper te- upper decker. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, no, no. Don't. 
<laughs> no, no upper. Okay, all right. Please Tis don't the for upper, upper deck deckers, me though, you know? of- for Christmas. Upper deck the halls with <laughs> bells of shark <laughs> melt. I don't know. That's what the. the- hmm. You there? What? Joe, he's been, he's Joe. been renditioned. Joe. He's he's still there. Okay. Uh oh. Where's little Jeff? He didn't. Uh, well, okay. we'll find out little Jeff's fate later. But all right, uh, Joe, can yeah. you hear us? Okay. I hope Joe. Joe, I hope you're okay. I think maybe he just yeah. unplugged something, or because it didn't sound like he even oh. skyped out. So yeah, he he's still connected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm here. Yes. I'm here. I'm oh, here. there yes. he is. So we yeah. still have a dude oh. in the national Christmas tree. All right. Yes. And well. like I said, I think that is. Doesn't that just make the year perfect? Yeah. Pretty they much. Shoot his buzz of holly out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get him down. All right. Well, we have a lot of things to talk about, and we, so we need to start getting to some audio um, asap. Um, yes, sir. I think I want to. I think I want to. I want to play this clip from Nicole Wallace because um, the, the, she really encapsulated a lot of what's going on right now, and with Mattis's departure from the White House, and she reads some excerpts from his letter as well. Uh, and uh, it's kind of long. I might pause it halfway through, but um, here we go. Nicole Wallace on Mattis's uh, uh, departure and uh, breakup letter with Fat Donnie. Donald Trump wags the dog. As the investigations into him close in, he plays chicken with the lives of federal employees and their families by walking the country toward a government shutdown. And the world is less safe today after the dramatic resignation of the last human guardrail. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis's resignation, a clear rebuke of Donald Trump's reckless decisions about troop withdrawals in Syria and Afghanistan. The backlash to Donald Trump's impulsivity being felt this afternoon at home and around the world and reigniting questions about who Trump is working for and whether he's displaying an unsustainable degree of instability in office. From Secretary Mattis's resignation letter, quote, my views on treating allies with respect and also being clear-eyed about both malign actors and strategic competitors are strongly held and informed by over four decades of immersion in these issues. Because you have the right to have a Secretary of Defense whose views are better aligned with yours on these and other subjects, I believe it is right for me to step down from my position. The Washington Post Greg Sargent writes, Mattis's letter does not merely express substantive disagreement with Trump. It also creeps right up to the edge of hinting that the degree to which Trump is acting contrary to the national interest is suspect. That analysis seems accurate when you consider this reaction from Russian columnist Vladimir Frolov in the New York Times. Quote, Trump is God's gift that keeps on giving. Trump implements Russia's negative agenda by default, undermining the U.S.-led world order, U.S. alliances, U.S. credibility as a partner, and an ally. All of this on his own. Russia can just relax and watch and root for Trump, which Putin does at every TV appearance. The Washington Post White House team adds this reporting, quote, at perhaps the most fragile moment of his presidency and vulnerable to convulsions on the political right, Trump single-handedly propelled the U.S. government into crisis and sent markets tumbling with his gambits this week. And finally, 
NBC's Richard Engel reports, quote, seems like all my military contacts worried about an unconstrained President Trump taking a baseball bat to national security strategy to divert attention or for whatever motivates him. Two former four stars just told me widespread concern. We are on dangerous ground. The explanation for all this mayhem as described to me today by a close Trump ally, quote, he's scared. He's scared of Mueller. He's scared of his base. He sees it all crumbling around him. Yeah. He's scared. He's scared. Yeah, he's a coward. He is. We've we've he's known a, that. He's a, he he's a scared. But yeah. she she nailed it. I mean, there, on all fronts. I cannot even begin to be, it's it's really hard to um sit back and absorb what has happened just in the past two days. Mm-hmm. Just two days. I mean, I'm not even talking like we had the show on Tuesday. Yeah. Wednesday was, you know, Wednesday was the tsunami. Thursday and Friday was like freaking Ten Commandments. Yeah. It was it was all the plagues. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Uh, well, and and you know, this, uh, so, so okay, so everything she talked about in there, that Mattis is leaving, that has to do with the withdrawal in Syria and the drawing down in Afghanistan. Um, and I'm going to tell everybody right now, I, I'd like you to please tell me my position on Syria because I really don't have one. Honest to God, I will say this, my one opinion on the whole fuckery that's going on in the Middle East is... Uh, Fuck you to anybody who voted for Ralph Nader in 2000 because that's how we got here. Yeah. Yes. So, and um, I, I had a nice little interaction with somebody who voted for Nader in 2000, and uh, they immediately blocked me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I, I've met people like you at parties. You you constantly remind us uh, everybody there that you're the smartest person in the room incessantly every five minutes. And then I asked, "Are you a vegan too?" <laughs> so, <laughs> then they blocked me. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to diss vegans, but usually people like that who are like the politically superior and they're like, "Oh, well, we're super far left," you know, and and you know, just burn it all down, Susan Sarandon. We had a little conversation about that the other day. Those, those, those kinds of people. Usually they're there's they're morally superior, they're politically superior, they're just superior in every fucking way. They're just as bad as hanging out with an evangelical who, you know, um who who's like, Well, you're going to hell for that you know. So but anyway, um but yeah, so so that my position on the Middle East is not it's I I I've I t- have tired so much of what's going on in the Middle East that I, honest to God, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't really fucking care that much because, well, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that I don't care about the people and, and I don't care. It's, it's that I, I, I can't think about it or it'll drive me insane, you know? So I actually, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I sort of feel like that about Israel. It's really, and it's not that I don't care. It's just, it's very hard to understand. It's really hard to understand. And the best that I can come across with when it comes to Israel is so you have um, Alassar Bashard, whatever his name is, <clears throat> who's a dictator. And he's backed by, um, Assyria, he's backed yeah. by Putin. Mm-hmm. And uh, y- you have the fighters there. And I, 
first off, my my default my default is um no war. That's my always my default. I don't want war. I don't want us to be involved with war. But because I'm a Democrat, and because I'm liberal, and because even more so, I'm an American. I believe in American ideals, and so there are times when I do understand, okay, we need to go in there, and we need to help people. And what's happening in Syria, from everything that I understand, we have our troops over there training the Kurds and training the um, the people who are trying to fight Assad to fight Assad. We're training them. We're not fighting. We're not, we, we don't, our troops aren't there, like, fighting, we are training the fighters to overthrow this dictator who Putin wants to remain in power. And yeah. so from from you know when when he said the other day we're going to pull out that means that we're just we're just leaving the 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 Syrian fighters. Oh yeah, yeah. It you know we and we're we're just opening up a whole bunch of people to just basic genocide. Yeah. I mean and and I want to I want to dial it back what I said you know the I don't fucking care thing. It's that I, I, I just it's it's so it's so overwhelming you know because I pretty much have a good grasp of what's going on, but <clears throat> just the ugliness of it and knowing that you know yeah. I've never I've never pushed for any of this stuff and I marched you know to not go back into Iraq you know which created yeah. the vacuum that created ISIS and you know I mean I'm with you on that Karen. I mean there, there's yeah. just and everybody likes oh well Obama left Iraq that's why how they wanted us to leave you idiots you know thank you <laughs> well we and, were legally required yes, to leave yes that it's yes. even more important than that that we, we you know Here's the hypocrisy of, of, you know, they attack Obama for leaving Iraq and causing ISIS. What all these conservatives fail to say is that we went over there, to ostensibly anyway, to establish a constitutional government, right? Mm -hmm. That constitutional government passed legislation that said they wanted us out of there by a certain date, or they would no longer... Yeah, no Republicans are mentioning they that. Would, well, they would no longer allow our troops, give our troops uh, immunity from prosecution. Yeah. Yes. For well, for deaths <laughs> that occurred as a result of troop action. In other words, our troops were going to be uh, treated as murderers over mm-hmm. there if we didn't leave at a certain date. Yes. And this was agreed to by George W. Bush. Yeah. Oh, I remember well, him. Let's, uh, okay, let's, remember him? Yeah, well, let's let's roll along because this is my this is basically my policy on that Middle history. E- that history Af- is important, though, Ken. It is. It is. I totally i i i understand all that, and and I get it. But my my position on this is I'm not smart enough or powerful enough to fix the fuck ups of conservatives. So that's generally why I don't talk about the Middle East. Um, you know. So, but anyway, somebody else is even matter. Then, uh, you know, I mean, I think Nicole Wallace is probably on the same page, although she didn't emote quite as heavily as um, Fox and Friends own Brian Kilmeade (laughs) on the Syria matter. I mean, Brian Kilmeade was so mad, he sprouted little eyebrows (laughs) and pointed them downward to indicate his anger. Um, No, he was pissed. Kilmeade is 
livid and he got in a he he said some stuff about this yesterday he was pissed then but then they had huckabee sanders on and on you got to wait till the end of this clip it's quite it's quite a thing right sarah you know a lot of people when the president announced the uh, the drawdown in syria and afghanistan if you're watching a lot of the channels uh, people are very concerned about it but if you've been watching donald oh and i I gotta tell you too in all these clips deucey's just a total lapdog for trump in all this and whoever the blonde is on there now uh, is too but yeah they're just like do you think when they get a new blonde on there they just hope all the the oldsters who watch fox news won't notice yeah, I do actually. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, you're right. <laughs> so so kill They're me. They're trained how to cross their legs. Oh my god. Um, it's true. So but anyway, do they put out pee pads for him too? <laughs> 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 anyway, no, this isn't this isn't the Russian hotel room. Um, so uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Continuing, I mean, kill me is is, is pissed and and um, you can tell that it, it, it's like. Um, and all, all these audio clips that, uh, Ducey's just like, no, come on, man. Come on, man. Say what the president wants to hear. But anyway, well, Trump for the last couple of years, this is something he has been talking about. This is one of the reasons people voted for him. Exactly. Anybody that says they're surprised by this has simply been living under a rock. The president has been talking about this since the campaign. He brought it up again eight months ago, six months ago. He's wanted to bring our troops home. Look, our goal and the president's purpose of continuing to be in Syria was to defeat ISIS. We've defeated the territorial caliphate. Ninety-nine percent of ISIS has been wiped out of Syria. The president doesn't want to be in the middle of another civil war in the Middle East and put American lives on the line for that purpose he wants to bring the men and women of our armed forces home and that's what he pledged to do and that's exactly what he's doing sarah he's giving russia a big win vladimir putin praised him he also is doing exactly what he criticized president obama for doing he said president obama is the founder of isis he just refounded isis because they got thirty thousand men there and they're already striking back uh with our uh, would-be evacuation the president's got it he's really uh on the griddle with this Brian, that, but Brian, I, I uh, have I, to I, I, respectfully yeah. and vehemently <laughs> disagree with you. The idea that the president has had anything to do with helping ISIS reemerge is absolutely Leaving outrageous. Leaving is the president no. has put so much emphasis on rebuilding and making sure we have the strongest military on the face of the planet. If ISIS wants to pick a fight with somebody, they sure as heck don't want to pick one with Donald Trump because he will destroy them oh, and defeat them. And he's made that extremely clear. We've wiped out 99% of ISIS in Syria. The president doesn't want to be in the middle of a civil okay. war in the Middle East and continue to put American lives on the line. Words if are, we need to fight the ISIS the again, the president's not said. afraid to do that. The, All right, Sarah, thank you so much. We wish you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, guys. Kill Me just sat there shaking his head and wouldn't say Merry Christmas back to her. It was awesome. <laughs> so just like... I mean, it, so she really know, just said nobody wants to pick a fight with Donald Trump, the same Donald Trump who caved to Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh yesterday. Yeah, but and, anyway, and let's not 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 forget forget Tayyip Erdogan, who called yeah. him up on the and told him, "You better get out of there because we're coming." And he said, "Okay, okay, we'll get out." Yeah, well, I think most of us, especially people who listen to this show knew that when Khashoggi was killed, 
Erdogan was going to use that against mm. Trump. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. He's like, you know what? You better pull out of Syria or else and we're going to release of, the tape. And there's a little bit of history. Okay, the war against the caliphate mm-hmm. began with Obama. And I'm glad mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I noticed Kat uh, pointed that out in the chat. And I, I was about to point it out. This is a four-year-old uh, uh, counterattack. That started after, uh, in the last two years of Obama's administration. Okay, so um, and again, more bullshit. Smaller bag. Smaller bag. Well, it's a, it's a Huckabee Sanders bag because that was a lot of bullshit that she brought. Yeah, but well, it's slopping I, out of the bag. She's got more bullshit just, than she has I, bag. I, I, I just, I just, I. Oh, we got I, to. I should have chopped at that stammer because I chopped out other people's stammers for the show. Sorry, so. that stammer to me was amazing, though. Yeah. I got to yeah, tell you did. something, Ken. That stammer to me was amazing was because good. she literally had a gut punch from Killmead. Oh, yeah. He was and, pissed. And and it, I, yeah. She didn't fall physically, but she was trying to come back with something. Oh, and by the way, there was a dog shitting over her left shoulder in this inter- in that interview, too. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I know. I want to know whose dog that was. I want to know yeah, if how one of you guys ended up on the White House lawn. I don't know, yeah. but if you guys want to share that picture, I put it in the thread over in, in Facebook. Uh, if you guys can't find it, I'll try. <laughs> but listen to this. I, I want to get to the next Killmead one. Um and uh, and, and again, Ducey is is trying to say, "Come on, man! Come on, man!" There's a beep in here because w- right after Ducey says, "Why the freak out?" and then he played clips of people being very calm and rational talking about it, um, uh, about Mattis in Syria. Okay, uh, you know, talking about Don Lemon, you know, and Nicole Wallace, all these different people. They're they're play- they play audio, so that's what the beep covers up because I didn't want to try and. I didn't want them to frame their narrative on our show. I just basically wanted to play. So, the, you know, he says the freak out, beep, and then Kilmeade proceeds to just be livid about what's going on. Far worse than any of the clips that they played before it. So, uh, so listen to this. The timing of this and the contents of that letter is really an insult to the resignation letter. Is really a subtle insult, uh, uh, shot across the bow of the President of the United States. Not one word of praise. Here's an example. We must do everything possible to advance an international order that is more conducive to our security, prosperity, and values. And we are strengthened in this effort by the solidarity of our alliances because you have the right to have a Secretary of Defense whose views are better aligned with yours on these and other subjects. I believe it is right for me to step down from my position. Key for this, the president, uh, the secretary of defense is not behind the rapid, unpredicted pullout of our troops out of Syria, the drawdown while in the middle of truce talks in Afghanistan. And I think it's also key that uh, he brought up the need for respecting our alliances, a clear eyed about the malign actors and strategic competitors as we pull back 
he couldn't stand up. Right. I also had, just I'd like to add this. One of the main reasons why he was leaving in January anyway is, uh, despite all these disagreements, was when he went to bat for Dave Goldfein to be chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to replace Dunford. Right. Uh, the president wanted to turn around and took the Secretary of the Army, Milley. And right. that was looked at as a rebuke to the Mattis, who says, right. I can't deal with this. Hold on, Brian. You're saying Mattis was going to leave in January anyway? Well, then why was there such a freakout? When he was running for president, he was going to pull people out because he thought it was too expensive and too many lives were being lost. By the way, are are there too many lives being lost in Syria? In three years, uh, we lost two in combat and three in training. And that is as, as provides stability in the area. We are now abandoning the Kurds who are about three weeks away from total slaughter. And all they've well, done for us is yes. show total allegiance to us. And they trusted us. And now we'll never get another ally in that region. Wow. OK. Yes. OK, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist. Walk away. So the deuce, the deuce was trying to say, well, come on, Donald Trump was going to do this all along. Come on, Mattis was going to leave all along. Oh, come on. And Kilmeade, uh, it, it is it is quite a stunning thing to me when you see somebody on Fox News finally stand up for something they really believe in, even if I don't agree. But yeah. when, when it's not some fucking platitude about oh we need the wall so we can keep the brown people out or oh the war on christmas or oh they kill babies oh you know uh when it's actually a real point and there's actual compassion like he said about you know the kurds what are we gonna do we're yeah just let them be uh, wiped out and we'll never have an ally like that again you know and it, yeah. so, it, but it, it's quite a thing when somebody comes to, they have their come to Jesus moment on Fox News. Yeah, and his come to Jesus moment was a good one. Because like I said earlier, my automatic default is not war. Yeah. But when you think about Ashar, Basad, he's a dictator. And the people who are fighting him are fighting to get a democratic um, government. They're they're fighting for democracy in their country. I, you know, whatever form it is. I mean, it doesn't have to be ours, which ours right now sucks. Mm. But they're fighting to be able to have a voice in government. They're fighting to get rid of a dictator. And I I cannot understand for the life of me why anybody would be for us pulling out our troops who are trying to train. A, Let's. I'm just going to say it. Revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get rid of Assad. I. Somebody help me here. Well, we I mean, don't. And have- I get. I get blowback. I get the whole blowback thing, and I. I don't want to go forty, fifty years back in time. Yeah, and we don't. We really don't have to because everybody pretty much knows the score of what's going on. But it, it, you know. Uh, but I think the greater point is that Trump not only help lose allies in the Middle East, but he's also trying to lose his greatest ally on his favorite morning show. You know? So, I mean, he's... So he should be scared right now because he's... I mean, he's leaving the most narrow of bridges and burning all the widest ones, you know? Yeah, but he's still willing to shut the government down because Limbaugh and and Ann Coulter as opposed to Kilmeade. I... 
Yeah, and we'll, it, we'll, going on. yeah, I don't either. We'll get that. We'll get to that. Uh, but uh, we do have to go to the break. But yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about. And it's, you know, I was thinking this was going to be an all open phones show. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I have a lot of audio uh, to get through. And, uh, but we do have a special uh, Christmas uh, uh, thing I got to play for everybody when we come back. Uh, you'll appreciate it. Special poetry reading on the show everyone you're gonna enjoy this special guest special guest poem classic holiday classic yay so uh we're gonna go ahead and uh run to the break and when we come back uh yeah we'll 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 get into that and then we'll uh we'll talk we'll, we'll pl have our special guest appearance pre-pre-taped of course so we're nothing but professional here with our guests <laughs> absolute high quality bookings on this program uh thoughtful thoughtful and insightful content i mean you, your mind's going to be blown you don't want to go anywhere and by the way uh this next song is by my old band lionel jefferson airplane please don't use the lord's name in vain on christmas turn up the night with kenny pick a smooth talking jive talking street thug kennypick.com about Christmas and we wanted to see what Santa brought us.
I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And... Richard Beatty on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ Paul will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Well met. I am Michelle. And I am Miles. From Mike Check Radio. We wanted to extend some season wishes of our own. From the mystic lands of Faerun, have a wonderful winter festival. That means have a happy Wookiee Life Day. Oh, really? Well, yes. And may you all have a safe and joyous season. From all of us at Indie Media Weekly, radio for humans. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my god! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! What a work. It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And joining me, as always, on the program, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Yeah, I have some breaking news. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the man that was in the tree is now mm. out of the tree and is oh. going to national health for mental evaluation. Uh, that's a, that's so, a good But he's good safe. He's alive. <clears throat> and um, Well, I hope he gets the help that he needs if he truly is, you know, if it, if it wasn't just a stunt. Um, and, of course... Well, uh, I think it's Mike Pence. I do. 
Yeah, it could be. So you've got to be mentally ill to run with Trump. So I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't make fun of people with mental illnesses. Um, um, I'm not. I, I'm not. No, that was me. I, that was me. That wasn't you. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you as well, sir. Are you ready for the special yes. surprise poetry I, reading? I am. Yeah. But you know, I I think they gave the name of the uh, the cle- tree tree climber. His oh, yeah. name was Clark Griswold. Oh, God. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, actually you're right. I think uh, we have uh, audio of him being taken out of the tree. I want to look him straight the in the eye. I don't want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> right. And he was, of course, referring to Donald Trump. Oh my God, that was so perfect. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so our special poetry reading was put together on very, I mean, extremely short notice um last night and um uh there we did have a couple problems i'm not gonna lie it wasn't perfect but uh i figured i'd still present it to you as you know a little uh very little um uh uh, you know christmas tradition here on indie media weekly so here here we go season's greetings from turn up the night with kenny pick we have a very special guest performance tonight on the program Take it away. Well, hi there, everybody. This is Little Jeff, and I wanted to read you a, a classic Christmas poem called "Twas the Night Before Christmas" by Clement Clark Muller. Here we go. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas... Wait a minute, what, what are you doing? Oh, my God, it's a dog! Oh, no. Oh, no, little Jeff. Oh, get me out of here! Oh, my God! Hey, you dirty hippie, you gotta help Look out. me! Ow! 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 What are you doing? I chilled out my leg! It's chilled out my leg! Mmm, yikes. Oh, no, it's a wood chipper! What's a wood chipper doing? I wonder if I can get those stains out. Is that a chainsaw? Oh, sweet Jesus! Oh, What's going on here, you dirty hippie? You set me up, didn't you? Oh, little fella. Not looking good. So that's what color elf blood is. Do we have any baking soda? God, you got you got to stop it. Oh, you're going to kill me. This is, this is the worst Christmas ever, everybody. I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'll ever see another Christmas. Now, wait a minute. Now, now, now it looks like I'm okay. It must be my newly acquired wear collie powers that have helped me regenerate from these grievous injuries. Don't worry, everybody. Merry Christmas. I'm going to live forever. Merry Christmas. I'll see you next year. And none of that happy holidays nonsense. You want to fight a war at Christmas? Well, guess what? Little Jeff will win that war. Because I'm little Jeff. Oh, so much for that plan. There you go. Well, <laughs> well that didn't well. work out so good. 
<laughs> and by the way, nice Joe. <laughs> by, by the way, <laughs> no, I mean for a little Jeff. But uh, He's by the alive. way, alive. It worked out well for him. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, Kenny will understand this. You can only regenerate twelve times. Well, thirteen maybe. Mm, I don't Is well like a Doctor Who thing. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to see how many Christmases he's got left in him. So I, I got to tell you a little story. <laughs> our, our our water softener uh, uh, shit the shit the the bed uh, yesterday, right? So they you had to con- put Jeff in there because it was it was regenerating every night. Oh. To which my wife replied, "Well, that'll only go on for twelve nights." <laughs> <laughs> Only a Doctor Who fan would get that. I okay. got it, and I'm not even a Doctor Who watcher. <laughs> so, Moon Mare had to mute during that. She should have listened. Little Jeff did not fare very well for most of it. No, so. he got a little uh, bloodied. Yeah. Bloodied up. Yeah. He got mauled yes. by dogs, wood chipper, chainsaw. He shook Saved it off. only by his collie bite. Yes, saved that only. That was a collie bite, wasn't it? Yes, his wear collie mm-hmm, abilities saved us, saved, helped him regenerate from his grievous injuries. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, all right, let's get back into the news. I'm going to force everybody to listen to that one more time because I thought it was pretty inspired last night. <laughs> hour three. It was. Hour three. Uh, I, I put it together in like an hour. I was pretty impressed with myself. So it was like midnight, was and I was good. like, I was like, I'm going to do this. Fuck that. I was waiting um, for somebody to say, look, Jeffy's fleeing the interview. I was I was yeah, wondering how long, if people were going to be like, you know, oh, shit, is he going to make him read the whole poem? <laughs> <You know? laughs> is, is Kenny going to try and make this endearing? <laughs> if you if you thought I was going to, if you had doubts about, if you thought I was going to make that some kind of little sappy nonsense for Christmas, <laughs> then you don't know. A little know, uh, diversion you, you, there. You little, you, a little uh, twist. Yeah, think, yeah. Oh, man, you, you should don't. know Ken better than that by oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I had an inkling when I, I was ready to go to bed and I looked at the... Don't ask me why, but I looked at production chat about one thirty last night, <laughs> <laughs> and that in itself is weird. <laughs> but I saw that Kenny put that up around ten after one. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I uh, I sh- only shared it with Adam because I wanted some feedback on it. Um, and, and but I wanted you guys to be surprised on air. So uh-huh. uh, I but, thought it was hilarious. Thank you. Thank I thought you. it was good. Yes, it was excellent. All right. So, and anywho, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this to everybody. Uh-huh. Y'all can hate little Jeffy. I don't hate little Jeffy. I, I hate. Like I hate Attorney General Jeffy. I hate yeah. Senator Jeffy. I can't hate little Jeffy. Little He's Jeff- got no Jeff- power. Yeah, He's got no doesn't. power. He sorry really doesn't. I, I did like the little kid in the ball, even though he got flushed. I know. He, uh, uh, no, he, I, he I, didn't I, even I, get an on see on 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 screen death. So we need characters on this show. We, we need do. more characters. We do. So like, uh, we might get little little mad dog, little yeah. mad dog Mattis. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Um, yeah, we can have a mad dog, and we have a, a tree climber now. So yeah, sure. I know. So anyway, anyway, we, let's get back into so the news. We're giving Kenny some work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll happen. It'll happen. So, uh, yeah. All right. So back to the news. Um, yeah. So, um, let's go ahead in, in, uh, uh, yeah. For everybody's displeasure. Um, Limbaugh the other day, 
I don't even know where the fuck this idiot stands except on a mirror to find his genitals from time to time. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> he's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> looking for an old friend, my friend. Um, that's an old... That's, that's, that's an oldie there. Um, but uh, Limbaugh on the 19th, two days, two days ago, on his excellent broadcasting by... Um, he uh, he was freaking out about the wall, and uh, let's listen to that. Trump gets nothing, and the Democrats get everything, including control of the House, in a few short weeks. In fact, I just alluded to this: Trump is going to get less than nothing because this compromise strips out the one point six billion dollars for the wall that the Senate Appropriations Committee had already approved weeks ago. That's gone too. Not only is there not going to be $5 billion, there isn't going to be $1.6 billion that was already allocated. So it's an even better compromise in the minds of the drive-by media and the denizens of the swamp. Not a penny. Forget wall. Think border security. I still maintain that a wall is is symbolic. I know a lot of people Bullshit. believe that the wall was actually going to be built, and I'm one of the people hoping and supporting it to be built, but even without the wall, there is still the need for border security. The wall was a representative of that. There isn't going to be a penny additional for that. Yet, while we are in debt to the tune now $21 trillion, we are spending money left and right no on shit. things that are in direct contravention to what the purpose of spending no. on the wall would be. He's an idiot. So he freaked out. He freaked out. Ann Coulter freaked out the other day. And um, since Ann Coulter doesn't have a radio show. Because <laughs> she's he, got such a great voice. She sure does. <laughs> 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 uh, if she can have, if, if, uh, if Laura Ingram, so if Laura Ingram or, uh, or, or uh, uh, Mark Levin can have a talk show. Um, you know, none of these people really have great voices. Bill O'Reilly had an okay one, but he sounded so dopey all the time. Um, but he doesn't have a radio show now. Well, she doesn't have a radio show because that means that she has to get up. Oh, yeah. She work. sleeps till like five every day or something. Yeah, so, until, you know, the sun goes down and because yeah. she's a vampire. Who has awoken me from my coffin? Uh, <laughs> but anyway... So this happened on Limbaugh's show yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday, where it, where as as you will see, the, it, it, he started talking about this. There's a there's a beep in the middle of this one somewhere, um, and that indicates that I cut out a caller that Rush had, um, which I should have kept a caller because it was funny because the woman wished him a Merry Christmas, and and he's like, I appreciate that, and he didn't wish her a Merry Christmas back. And I'm like, he's a jerk. I can't I mean, believe he's still alive. Uh, I know. When is I'm, COPD going to take him down? I don't know. Oh, so, was that too dark? That was a little dark. Maybe. Um, but anyway, yeah. So listen, listen to this. Um, uh, again, he he's alluding to after his show on the nineteenth, somebody got in touch with him from the White House, and then. After the beep, he'll clarify it. Okay, folks, now this is good. This is interesting. I just got a phone oh. call. Well, I got a, I got an instant message. It's the equivalent of you getting a phone call. What? No. That's how people no, communicate not. with me, particularly during the... Pro 
Oh, look at this. An old man's trying to explain technology. <laughs> Come quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, an instant message is the equivalent of me getting a phone call as you would get a phone. No, an instant message is an instant message. Is it? Do you have a special EIB instant messaging system? No, you probably don't. It was probably on Twitter or a text. Probably wasn't even an instant message. It was probably a fucking text. Um, so I actually heard that it was probably a DM on Twitter. Oh yeah, probably so. Um, uh, it's probably a B. Uh, a BM. A BM. A BM. Mutual, sh- yeah, mutually assharted destruction. Oh my god, everybody, I got a BM from Trump. It's beautiful. Yeah, if those two are in a room, I'm it's... i touch it, this BM. If those two are in I'm a room eating... massage this BM. If those two are in a room eating uh, fried chicken, it's mutually assharted <laughs> destruction. Um, so, you know... Uh, so, and, oh no, actually, uh, that's right. We have uh, our, our new setup so I can go... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and actually, I gotta ask but, you guys uh, something. I am isn't I am. He said instant message, right? Yeah, he said instant message. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Yahoo? Oh, you got mail? <laughs> no, oh, that's AOL. No, no, it's not. That's not yeah. AOL. I think Yahoo, Yahoo Messenger. It, Yahoo Messenger. Oh my God! So we got Maybe. he. He uses Yahoo. Well, yeah. Well, he's not Michael Savage. Michael Savage still uses AOL. But anyway, um. Continuing. Program impossible to use phone during the program. Anyway, I just said less than 10 minutes ago in my translation of what's happened here, the president told Republicans he's not going to sign this. Not a veto yet, but he's not going to sign it until there's border security in it. And I said, now we have to look out for what does border security mean. Republicans are going to go back to the House and they're going to rewrite. They're going to add something to the continuing resolution that passed the Senate. And they're going to put something in there called border security. We have to keep a sharp eye on what that is. If it's not money to build a wall, if it's not money to do something to shore up the border, if it's just words, if it's just a commitment to care about and seriously tackle border security, then it's nothing. So I get this direct message. You tell Rush that if there's no money in this, it's getting vetoed. If there's no money... If there's no money for a wall, I'm vetoing this, plain and simple. This was the message that I just got. And I trust it, and I believe it to be the case. All right, here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, just received clearance. The president has gotten word to me that he is either getting funding for the border or he's shutting the whole thing down. This is what I was referring to. I was referring to this a few minutes ago, uh, but I, I, I needed clearance on what about this I could say. And it is it is the case that the president has gotten word to me that he is either getting money for the border, for border security, or he's shutting the whole thing down. Now, this is important, again, because the way this was portrayed, Republicans say they got to go back and get something for border security. Uh, but if it wasn't money, if it wasn't a commitment to get started on the wall, if it was just a, you know, a side resolution that we Republicans believe in border security and we commit going forward to do everything we can to get, if, if that's all it is, then it's a nothing burger. And that's when I heard, no, 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 the president wants you to know that it's money or nothing. And if it's nothing, he shuts it down. And your chicks are free. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I want more. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. So, I. So he listened to Limbaugh, probably looking for a safe space from Fox News, because they haven't been very kind to him over there. Point in the AM hours, um, AM mm. and early PM. And uh, or in the BMs, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's better. Which is when he tweets, or the IMs, or the I, or the IMs, or the DMs, um, and oh uh, and he uh, and and so he called, uh, or you know, I'm sorry, he, it wasn't uh, for you, p- p- your pesky uh, whelps out there that receive phone calls. I receive something much fancier than phone calls, my friends called an instant direct message into my cochlear implant um and well, uh and my, a B- B- my anal well, cyst arrives uh, my anal cyst can join twin uh relays the messages my friends kept me out of vietnam um yeah that's 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 a big uh big common bond between those two so so basically Trump called him to reassure. He's like, "No, no, I'm getting the wall. No, nothing burger. No puppet. No puppet. <laughs> you know." So basically, he this just is, called, and got is... all defensive, and or sent the message, got all defensive, and um, is is now what Manu Raju reported. Just listen to this, Rain, and then I'll I'll uh, I'll pass it off to you. This is what Manu Raju was told. It's a very quick clip by a Bob Corker, Republican Bob Corker. I just talked to Bob Corker, the Tennessee Republican and outgoing senator. Uh, he said that he expects Republicans to meet and try to discuss a way forward after this procedural vote. And he also had some very stark warnings about the last 24 hours of events. He warned of tyranny, uh, the way that President Trump is handling uh, the last 24 hours. He said, do we succumb to tyranny of radio talk show hosts? He said, we have two talk radio host who influenced the president and he said that's tyranny isn't it and some republicans and democrats agree concerned about the turn of events here in the last day or so there you go yeah corker is right i mean we just played earlier in the show a clip from um nicole wallace who said that he is acting because he's scared He's mm-hmm. scared. And so he is now scared of Rush Limbaugh and Ann Coulter and whatever freaking right-wing lunatics there scared are Scared of his base. Scared of his base. And and I, I want to preface this with we are not there and I don't think we're ever going to get there. But it is important to be reminded that Rush Limbaugh is a radio host. And... Um, I'm fairly certain he was referring to Limbaugh and Hannity in that. Well, maybe. But uh, I just, I really need to preface this with we're not there. We're not getting close to there. But sometimes history is important. And there was a genocide in Rwanda. Yeah. That was driven by radio hosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with this story. And just the fact that our our government may be shut down, the fact that our our entire, the way our government is run is based on what radio hosts are saying is really disturbing to me. It's really disturbing to me. Like I said, we're not there. I'm not saying, you know, we're going to have a genocide and, and whatnot. But, you know, history is important. Genocide happened in Rwanda. 
because the government listened more to radio hosts mm-hmm. than their own government. Yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, give us your thought on this uh, before we go to the break and get Bomber on. Well, you know, um, it's just, I'm just amazed at what's going on at the Justice Department. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about that a little bit when we come back, you can, but but go ahead. Let's say, speak your piece. Well, um,. I'm I'm just, just some breaking news here that that oh really twice twice in the last week um Donald Trump got in touch with Matt Whitaker to yell at him for the pleadings that happened in the Manhattan court and why he allowed that to happen mm. oh I. I missed that. Do you, uh, I'll, I'll put that up there for you. Okay, All right, I'm well, sorry if I missed it. Yeah, why don't you guys, yeah, go ahead and, and if you want to talk about that when we come back, let's do that. But we, it's after eight, so we got to get uh, uh, Bobber on. So um, let's run to the break and we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss. Heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it. It's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe gods and monsters every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m eastern right here on indie media weekly and now on with the show well (laughs) focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity yeah hello excuse me thank you um some attention please i've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show no no keep going keep going i'm kind of curious as to how this works turn up the night with kenny pig you know i think it's gonna do very well in the evening hours here the greatest gift to mankind since tutti fruity ice cream the viable and modern source for news and entertainment hey gang have i got an earful for you today if you're listening to this you are the resistance my mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And uh, I hope everybody got, I didn't hear from Paul, but I did hear from Kat and Francie that they got their prizes in the mail from all of our fun games that we played so uh francie got a um thanks obama jesus candle which is kind of awesome 
and some other fun stuff. And uh, uh, hopefully Paul got his. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hi there. Hi, I'm still here. Excellent. And Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to you. Rain? She's, Rain? She's not, she's not still here. Nope. She's not. But Bobber is here. Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau. <laughs> the Braumeister. Happy Friday. Happy hey. Friday. Welcome aboard. Well. So, uh, is Rain, Rain, are you back yet? She isn't. Yes. There she is. There she is. Uh-huh. So. I, I, was making, I was making some cheese and crackers. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> it was sent. It, Susan mailed it, uh, Trojan. It'll probably be there tomorrow. Um, uh, but uh, hopefully. Uh, I, I, she sent it first class of priority. So, uh, But anywho, uh, and there's something in there from Mrs. Rabbit. Something from uh, Joey, Joey, cool black dude words workplace. So, um, paddywags, I think is what it's called. Um, and uh, yeah, so welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, and uh, uh, Joe, did you want to did you want to talk about that story you you found right before the break? Yeah, you know, um, with all this going on with Mattis and everything. One of the underreported stories that got uh, sort of shoved under the rug this week was uh, this thing about Whitaker being told by the ethics people at the Department of Justice that he should recuse himself and him deciding not to take their advice. Then. Oh, he, he also decided to go and find his own people. Yeah. And, and then they told him, ah, you don't have to listen to them. But now. Uh, it was revealed uh, in the last few minutes that uh, twice this week, in the last two weeks, Trump lashed out at Whitaker uh, for what happened in the court with Cohen. Now, wait, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. According to CNN, uh, Trump at least twice in the past few weeks vented to his acting attorney general, angered by the federal prosecutors reference the president's actions in crimes his former lawyer Michael Cohen pleaded guilty to according to multiple sources familiar with the matter now that is inappropriate <laughs> and that it's should make touch. headlines yeah I mean first of all we have Whitaker who obviously is uh, in league with this man to at the very least uh, undermine this probe if not end it altogether. Don't be surprised if that doesn't happen this weekend. And then you have an incoming, supposedly nominated attorney general who wrote an un-asked-for memo to the White House. 20 pages. Yeah, saying how the whole obstruction of justice investigation was ill-conceived. And based on what most legal experts said a memo that they would have flunked a first-year law student for. I mean, I know a lot's going on, but that might be the most important thing that happened this week. All right. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm not not trying to deny what you just said is important, because it is important. 
But that's a lot of um, opinions. And when I say it's a lot of opinions, you know, if you go back to the SDNY, that's mm-hmm. still going on with Cohen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and all this stuff. So, yeah, it's important. But it, right now, that's not changing what's happening to Cohen at all. Does that oh, make no. sense? I mean, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. He's not. He's not a. It's not the, the fact that he's using the Department of Justice to settle his own political scores. But we've been seeing that. You know, but but and the fact that now this guy this week refused to take the advice of the ethics people in his in in his own department, who said you should recuse, and he refused to do so. Mm. Yeah. To me, to me, that's completely effed up. It's completely effed up. And Bob Barr and his 20, 20 page thing saying, oh, you know, the Mueller investigation is just, it's bad. This is something, this, this part of everything that's going on to me, Joe, is that slow motion kind of avalanche that we've seen happening forever. And what we gets me about it, the- we saw it happening even with even after <clears throat> Jeff Sessions had to recuse. I mean, we've all been watching. Well, just look at the slow motion Wednesday. avalanche of Paul Manafort. Yeah, we knew shit was gonna I mean, I- you know uh, gonna happen. Go ahead. And, and poor Manafort, he had his 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 family <laughs> separated from him. Oh my God, poor poor Paul Manafort. Family oh, separation. His daughter changed her fucking last name. Well, since you Joe know, since, since Joe brought that up, <laughs> uh, we so could use we could so use a little bit of levity right now. So uh, here we go, everybody. Uh, it's kind of like marriage when you say it's not a man and a woman anymore. Why not? Say, you know, somebody has a love for an animal. Right? I love crab legs. Snow King, you know, the big King Crab Legs. Marry those. You know, thank goodness that the IRS was not around to help the founders when they founded the country, or otherwise they probably shot the uh, the Boston Tea Party. I'm a nut. I'm a nut. Exposure <laughs> on my asparagus. That's on top of the freedom of the press that's also granted in the Second Amendment. What do you call an attorney with a... A IQ of 50? Louis Gomer. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> a judge with an IQ of 50. Uh, so, Louis Gomer was... Uh, uh, what well, he was talking to the... Oh, what's her name from... Um, Kristen Nelson? Is it No. Is Kir- Kirsten... Uh, yeah. Kirsten, Kirsten Nazi. Nelson. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Nielsen. N- Kirsten Nielsen. Nielsen. Oh, sorry. Right. Sorry. So he was he was trying his damnedest to cast aspersions on Mueller's asparagus the other day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. leave it to that idiot. Like you remember, you know, if you go back and he they were talking to somebody from Google or Facebook or something or I don't know or no no it was a cable it was it was somebody from from one of the cable companies and he was like why can't my friend Glenn Beck get his show on your network on a you know. You know, it's like, 
He's always had some kind of fucked up little self-interest bullshit he's doing or tells an anecdote about, oh, well, I saw somebody in line buying king crab legs with, with food stamps, and I love king crab legs. That ain't fair. Shut up. Just shut up. And then th- so so he did this. I mean, just out of fucking nowhere, trying to defend Trump's uh, policy on separating families at the border. And, and this is what he had to say. Um, from well, uh, 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 parents uh, are separated yeah. from children every single Gilbert? day of every year, year after year. When a parent, uh, when there's probable cause to believe a parent has committed a crime, I've signed countless warrants. Judges all over the country do it every day, and parents who have probable cause they committed a crime are separated from their children and those are usually u.s citizens it's what happens when a parent is believed to have committed a crime Mueller did it and i know he's a hero to some folks around here he did it to manafort separated him from his two beautiful children it happens what uh, his two separated from his two beautiful beautiful adult children they're adults. Yeah, they're like in their 40s. <laughs> they're, what? They're like in their 40s. I, you know what separated children. me from my parents? Geography. <laughs> yeah, and growing up. Right. Oh, Again, I just want to point out that one of Paul Manafort's children, one of his daughters, she changed her last name. So she would not be mm-hmm. associated with him. So what? What is Gomer? I, I, That's just she changed place. her last name, like from Manafort to Smith. I'm an Alan Smithy production. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, guys, that was a good joke. It well, is. That is. Yeah. I'll, I'll I, give you that. Uh, I'll give you. Oh no, not that one. This one. There you go. And he said that how how Americans are separated from the children when they commit crimes. Um, well, besides all that is wrong, um, the people that are seeking asylum aren't committing a crime. Well, they're okay. they're seeking well, asylum, which you. is their legal right. Yep. But if you were to bring it back down, bring it back around to actual Americans. As opposed to people who would like to become a part of our American experiment. That's also not true. Parents who commit crimes are not often separated from their children. That is not a normal thing. That's not I mean, normal. They're, they're only separated if the parent goes to jail. Yes. Right. That's thank you. Right, or if the crime is uh, child abuse, I guess. Yes, I mean if we're going to go down this rabbit hole, but you know if if dad has a DWI, it, it just the bottom line is that children do not get separated from their parents when their parents commit crimes unless the crimes warrant it, and that stupid asparagus man is misrepresenting all of it. And in again. order to in order to bring it way the fuck around to say, oh, Robert Mueller is separating Manafort's children 
from and him. A, and again, he's implying that people that seek asylum are committing a crime. Yeah, it's it's stupid. This is and it's racist, and it's xenophobic, and it's and it's gomerphobic. <laughs> Gomer is just a phobia all on his own. He is. Yeah, you know what? We need we need a. I just I, disease to call Gomer. I just hope Louie bought his poor mule some earmuffs for the ride back to Texas this Christmas. I hope so. So, you know, he goes back to goes back and forth from D.C. to Texas on a junk cart pulled by a mule. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be a drug mule? Uh, well, he, he might, you know, he might shove something up its ass every once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, ooh, uh, don't, don't abuse animals, everybody. Um, so animals are people too, just not gomerts. Um, so anyway, I, I, I just felt like uh, playing that one since Joe mentioned it. Um, should we, uh. Should we listen to some Mick Mulvaney? <laughs> oh, why don't we? So because I didn't know anything about this, but Mick Mulvaney, what what, what was he the um, what was he before he, he became acting chief of staff? He was um, uh, head of office head of the uh, office of management budget and budget, and then oh. he, then they made him head of the consumer yes. protection agency. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they didn't he's, bother he's vetting delightful. him. They did. Oh yeah, he's an he's such an unlikable motherfucker. Um, and I I mean it just you know when when he's been at the White House press briefings and stuff like that, it's just like you just want to slap his spit spraying mouth, you know, uh, with a glove. I tell you what, when I see him, I just look at him as a guy who's like. You're a freaking pompous, patriotic, sexist piece of shit who loves to talk down to women. Yeah. That's how I see him. Oh yeah. Yeah. So let me see. This is this is interesting. Um this is an interview. Uh and Bobber, have you heard of any of this by chance? I don't know. Well, I, Mick, Mick Mulvaney, if it Trump is 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 getting upset about what's going on with Cohen. And if he was upset with what happened with, um, oh, Rex Tillerson, he might want to review some audio. Do these people not know about this, about recordings? <laughs> that seems to be a, the thing with uh, Republicans in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, from WHRI, Patty Mercer, I believe a South Carolina radio station. She was interviewing Mick Mulvaney, and I believe was this when he was running for Congress, and and he asked he was asked by the interviewer about Trump's position on the wall. You know, build the wall, Mexico pay for it, build the wall, and boy, it sure doesn't sound like the Mick Mulvaney of today. Uh, immigration. Donald Trump says build a wall, deport all illegal immigrants. Rules are rules. You either play and stay or you cheat and you get deported. What challenges does this plan pose? Um, a bunch. I've never been the, the, in the boxcar um, caucus. You know, ship them home in boxcars and let, let, let the Lord sort them out. Um, 
the oh, fence are now. is an easy thing to sell politically. Um, it's an easy thing for a someone who doesn't follow the issue very closely to say, oh, well, that'll just solve everything, build the fence. When you go out and you talk to the Texas ranchers, which I've done, Jeff Duncan has done, and ask them, these are the guys dealing with it every single day. Because we have a fence there, Yeah, right? we have a fence, and we're like... And they're building tunnels. And they're, that's exactly their point. The fence doesn't solve the problem. Is it? Is it... Is it necessary to have one? Sure. Would it help? Sure. But to just say, build the darn fence and have that be the end of an immigration discussion is absurd and almost childish for someone running for president to take that simplistic of view. Um, and by the way, the bottom line is the fence doesn't stop anybody who really wants to get across. Um, you go under, you go around, you go through, and that's what the ranchers tell us is that they don't need a fence. What they need is more manpower and more technology Ooh. and more willingness to enforce the law as it exists today. There are parts of our border that are secure and parts of our border that are not. Um, and a lot of that comes down to whether or not we're just willing to enforce the law as it exists. So that it, it, it's easy to tell people what they want to hear. Build the darn fence, vote for me. John McCain did it in his last Senate race um, after taking that a different position for a long time. It is pablum that politicians like to feed people in order oh. to tell people what they want to hear as Ouch. they're trying to get them to vote for them. It's hard to tell people uh -huh. that things are hard to fix. Um, but uh, building a fence is not going to be the be-all and end-all to our immigration problems. Hold on, Pablum, oh. that's good, right? Pablum is good? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah Pablum means huge, right? <laughs> I got a huge Pablum. pablum. He's got a Pablum. No problem, right. no problem there. No Pablum there. No Pablum there. <laughs> no, no, pa Pablum on my bed. Pablum on my bed. Oh, he, What's yeah. amazing to me is what he Piddle said pebble. made sense. Yeah. It, it, you know, yeah. It, again, what have we always said? What have we always said on this show? All he offers is catchphrases, and that's what conservatives do. They offer catchphrases yep. in lieu of positive solutions. He doesn't offer solutions. That's, that's, I agree with what you said, Ken, but it just clicked in my head. Trump doesn't offer solutions to anything. Anything. No, it's just whip him into a frenzy and the people, you know, and, and I openly admit I'm not that well versed on a lot of political topics, but I'll tell you what, if I'm not well versed on it and I'm passionate about it, I will fucking learn. And I'm not just going to be build build that wall, build that wall, make Mexico pay for it. Because you know? the thing is, the thing is, is what Mel what Mulvaney said, whether or not you like it or not, it, this is my opinion. It makes a lot of sense. If you have a place in, in this country on our borders where you really need to prevent people from coming over the border, a fence makes sense. But yeah. the rest of it, this whole fucking stupid border wall is not a beyond end all. Artistic slats. We, we have our, cameras. We need we artistic slaps. R2. Yeah. God damn it, don't even get me started. Artistic on that. slats. Spiky metal but, poles. You know, it's true it's true too in a broader sense. What he said about the wall and simple answers to complex problems is true of conservative approach and especially Trump's approach to all problems. Yep. Whether yeah. it's Syria, whether it's 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 foreign policy, whether it's North North Korea, you know, to him everything 
everything has a simple solution. But yeah. what what conservatives never want to hear and why they love Fox News is because Fox News always boils everything down to it's a, it's, it's a, a simple problem with a simple solution. And there's no such thing. No. They don't want to hear that. Go ahead, Bob. I mentioned this uh, last week when I was on the show that the Republicans are very binary. They're very black and white. You know, there's a, if there's a problem, there's there's a very simple solution. It all kind of boils down to their inability to recognize nuance and and shades of gray. Right. Well, and one of one of the and, and if you want to talk about the border, one of the reasons we having a a caravan coming up to to our border is because of our U.S. foreign policy in in Central America, hmm. and not working with the countries that are having the problems with gangs and 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 drug cartels terrorizing these people if we if we help the economic development of these countries yes. these people would have yes. to be people. yeah and it would be a lot cheaper to do that too absolutely and, and, it it's, would and it's a more nuanced approach to everything yeah. and, and 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 it's complicated and it's time consuming and it's not going to solve it overnight and look it's at, not the black and white answer look, yeah don't, exactly don't, right on point uh, look, look at it like this look at it like this all right um if Cleveland, Cleveland, what like 10, 15 years ago was a piece of shit. You went downtown and there was nothing but boarded up stores. There was nothing but, you know, and, and there was crime and there was drugs and there was all kinds of shit going on. And what happened? What happened? We, we, we got smart investors. We got decent mayors. We got good politicians. We got good council people. We, we, you know, we, we worked with the, you know, the state and federal government to try and make things better with developers, with, you know, the sports teams, with whatever, you know, uh, uh, and, and Cleveland finally started inching its way back and coming back. And now all of a sudden, all the people from the neighboring areas. All the towns that aren't Cleveland, in states, in cities, you know, in different parts of the country, Cleveland all of a sudden, it's a destination that people want to visit. Just visit and then leave. So you know, if you if you look at it like that, I mean, before it's like, oh well, did you build a wall around Cleveland? You know, I know. Yeah. Um, no, you know, I, I mean, it's, 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 you right. know, it took so much to get Cleveland better. We could have easily just been written off, you know, mm. and it, we could have died like, you know, uh, other major cities, but you know, the, the right desire and the right commitment to trying to na- make, you know, th- this a better place. It took a lot of partners and we should be good partners and, and their fear of globalism is so irrational and stupid. Uh-huh. You know, I heard Anna Navarro arguing with uh, one of Trump's acolytes the other day about, you know, the merits of globalism. And I, I mean, why does it even have to be called, it's globalism? You know, I mean, because it's, it's just been turned into a dirty word like socialism or liberalism anymore. You know, you it's know, like, it it's a, we're, a glo- we're a global community. Go ahead. Uh, people on the uh, chat are saying that they're hearing music and not the uh, show. Uh-oh. Mm. Oh. That's not good. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me uh, let me stop and and uh, I'll uh, I'll see if I can restart and connect. Um, can I get back to what you were saying, Ken? Sure, sure. Or I, you know, I can no, I need no, no. I need I I need to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, go ahead. 
So, so I, I, what Kenny is saying about <clears throat> about Cleveland and so many other cities in America who might not have had the same amount of money as other rich cities in America was, you know, you come together. And if you look at the United States of America as a small little global system, we invest in other cities to make sure that they can come back and be better. And yes. that, that to me is, is, that's what America is, has always been about. And if you go outside of this country, the fact that if we're going to invest in other countries to make sure that they're better so they can create more democratic governments, we should invest in that. D- does that make sense? Bob, help me out here. Cause yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the points I was going to make is that, um, you know, the uh, immigrants, you know, or refugees trying to come into the U.S., they aren't the problem. They're the, a symptom of a problem. Yes. And the the problem is, like Joe mentioned, that down in their countries, you know, their uh, life is a lot <laughs> is very uh, very rough, and so they're trying to find mm-hmm. some place that's safer. So, <clears throat> you know, if you instead of trying to put a band aid on on a cut, you need to sew it up sometimes. You know. Yeah. And in this case, mm-hmm. a- attacking the source of the problem. And addressing the actual problem, you would essentially eliminate the symptoms. Right. So, uh, and my point—I I, I mean, it's time for us to use some international money, fronted by America, to say, "Here, we're going to send you money to this country, so this way you guys can make sure that people aren't dying and yeah. they don't have to leave your country." All right, let Joe jump in, and then we got to go to the Green News Report. We're back on Sorry the air. That, Sorry, I had, Sorry to reset, I had to reset the server. Don't apologize. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's good. No, it was a good discussion. It's just that my broader point was that what conservatives don't want to hear and what the, the Fox audience doesn't want to hear is that most of our problems in this country involve are very complex and in, and would need complex solutions that ca- that will require good governance and compromise. Yep. You know, and they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear Amen. that bringing down the budget or ex- extra, you know, getting ourselves out of mm-hmm. wars in the Middle East and all these things are complicated. Yeah. And it's not as simple as withdrawing. It's like, you know, you know, if you get shot with an arrow, that's a bad thing, but you don't yeah. just pull it out then. Okay. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, this is real quick. Joe, I think that Joe, Bob, and Ken, I think that we need to remind ourselves every now and then that Trump has an America first policy. He wants to pull us out of the entire world stage. And I will say this, the Trump cultists have the mentality of a a 15 or 16-year-old Kenny Pick. Why don't we just send an assassin and kill Saddam Hussein? You know? That that's what they are. That's the easiest solution is the only solution for them. And I'm not saying we should have gone to war with Iraq or anything. It's just that dumb. Yeah. It's it's just oh we should just do that. No, solve everything. Yeah, and then there would be no vacuum of power as we saw. So, uh, but anyway, uh, the Green News report coming up right now. When we come back, uh, it, we'll we'll reveal what else uh, was said by um, Mick Mulvaney. It was short. And, Sweet, but I hope Trump doesn't hear it. Now, actually, I do. 
You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Peck. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide. Okay. It's Thursday, December 20, 2018. There's all kinds of weather emergencies and challenges that all of the services are dealing with on the climate side. Climate change is expensive, particularly for the U.S. military. 2018 on track to be fourth costliest year for U.S. weather disasters. Polls show Americans waking up to climate change. Plus, we know what we must do. Now we have to have the vision, the courage, and the competence to do it. Cities and states step up, setting ambitious new climate goals. All of that ambition and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We're saying goodbye to another member of Trump's cabinet, Secretary of the Interior and Dudley Durong, Ryan Zinke. He had so many scandals that the White House officials told him he had until the end of the year to leave or be fired. That is impressive. Getting fired for ethics violations in the Trump administration is like being fired from the Rockettes for kicking. <laughs> this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, as we wrap up another year, we're starting to add up the math of the cost of climate change. Yes, because climate change disasters are expensive. 2018 will likely rank among the top four years on record in the U.S. for the highest number of weather disasters in a single year, costing more than a billion dollars. Remember Hurricane Michael, the near Category 5 hurricane that made that historic landfall in the Florida panhandle in October? Well, during a little noticed Senate Armed Services Committee hearing last week, it was revealed that Florida's Tyndall Air Force Base alone suffered about $5 billion in damage. U.S. Secretary of the Navy Richard Spencer warned that all coastal U.S. military facilities are vulnerable to climate impacts. It's going to be uh, oceanfront areas, uh, water rising issues. Uh, It's going to be areas exposed to uh, what we've seen now as 100-year storms that come every two or three years. Uh, We're going to have to start addressing this so we do this correctly and spend the money correctly. Huh. Five billion dollars it's going to cost to fix Tyndall Air Force Base. Isn't five billion dollars the money that Donald Trump has been denied to build his wall on the Mexican border? Good point. Donald Trump aside, Americans are waking up to the need for action on climate change, according to a new Reuters poll that found broad consensus. More than 70 percent agreed with the statement that the U.S. should take aggressive action to slow global warming and that it poses an imminent or serious threat to the United States, including a majority of of Republicans. A different poll from Yale Climate Communications found strong bipartisan support for the Green New Deal. That's a proposal from some Democrats to accelerate the transition away from fossil fuels to clean renewable energy. The Green New Deal would set a national target of 100% zero carbon electricity by 2030, upgrade the nation's energy grid, buildings, transportation infrastructure, and energy efficiency, and provide training for the jobs to accomplish it all. 
80% of respondents supported that, including 60% of Republicans. However, Huffington Post warns that previous research shows voter support for bipartisan policies tends to collapse when they're told it's supported by a politician from the opposite party. (laughs) So get ready for the climate change denial industry to smear the Green New Deal as a partisan policy to undermine it. And to undermine the majority Republican support for it. Yep. More good news. The City Council of the District of Columbia has passed one of the most ambitious clean energy bills in the United States, setting a target of switching to 100 percent renewable electricity by 2032, just 14 years, meaning that soon even the White House is going to run on renewable energy. In New York, Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo has committed to a statewide target of 100 percent carbon neutral electricity by 2040 as part of a a statewide Green New Deal. In Minnesota, the city of Minneapolis has adopted plans to phase out polluting diesel-powered buses and shift its entire bus fleet to all-electric. But California is going even further. California is now the first state in the nation to mandate eliminating fossil fuels from public transit buses. The California Air Resources Board voted unanimously to require all new buses in the state to be zero emissions by 2029 and a target of transitioning the state's entire fleet of 12,000 buses to carbon-free by 2040 partially paid for by the state's settlement with German automaker Volkswagen over its illegal emissions cheating software. That'll teach them. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, or Google Play. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. We'll be off for a bit over the holidays, so from Desi and me to all of you, here's to a safe and warm... But not too warm... ...holiday season. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Red nose on the reindeer, tinsel on the tree, but it's a green Christmas for me. This is Joey KBD Word from Southern Progressive Revival, and I would like to say happy holidays from all of us at Indie Media Weekly Radio. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Well, <laughs> there isn't any MVB. Um, from, well, uh. The while, mile, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a collection of stammers from uh, different uh, people uh, last night. Well, <laughs> there isn't any MVB. Um, from, well, uh, the while, mile, uh, <laughs> uh, name that stammer.
Uh, what the hell is that stammer? Uh, welcome, welcome back to the program. Uh, real quick, uh, just so everybody can hear it, Mick Mulvaney, eight seconds in a congressional debate in South Carolina back well, a few years back. Yes, I'm supporting Donald Trump. I'm doing so as enthusiastically as I can, given the fact that I think he's a terrible human being. Uh, but the choice on the other side is just as bad. Because Don- Donald Trump's a <laughs> terrible human being. And Hillary was just as bad. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Uh, he picked the man instead of the woman. He picked the PP instead of the VV. Uh, <laughs> uh, familiar territory uh, <laughs> for him. Uh, but anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Also put her on the Tim Cormel, Cormel show. What's going on for yes, uh, the Tim Cormel show this Sunday? Is it a, another best of the clown car or is it a. Uh, no, I, w- I will not be there. But. Uh, oh, that's my right. Clown car will be. That's right. I will be off this Sunday, but uh, he's going forward, and um, someone else will read my clown car, and uh, oh. we'll be uh, pr- promoting a new hair product. Oh, my. <laughs> Does, is, it, is it one that wears off in less than a week? <laughs> Just don't take a shower after you spray it up. Yeah, really. Uh, is it one that looks like a Merkin? <laughs> is it one that will show up on one TV network and not another? <laughs> Let's put it this way. It comes with various stencil collections. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, So, not a Merkin. Because I think Merkins, they need to make a comeback. Why not? Merkin. So, uh, all right. And, and of course, uh, Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau. Welcome back. Thank you. And, uh, Rain, are you ready for your uh, sacred duty on the program? I am ready for it. But can I just share something real quick? Yeah. Eric Holder, half an hour ago, posted, Republican incompetence on display. The federal government is about to shut down for the third time in two years of complete Republican control of that government. Congratulations. Amazing. Just food for thought. The third time. I mean, in the past five years, how many times have the Republicans shut down the government? A lot. Yeah. So, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Here we go. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Biscuit. And these, yeah, these biscuits are not going to be shut down. You got any so, biscuits? Tonight. In there. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, on our Friday before Christmas, we have Adam Hebert, we have Bobber in D.C., we have Francie, we have Heather, we have Jake Collie, we have Jeans Girl, we have Kat, we have Kenny Pick, we have Ken Sr. Hi, Dad. I left you a message, by hi, the way. <laughs> oh, hi, Dad. I got the adoption paperwork. Hopefully, um, and, and let me know in the in the chat, uh, Dad, if I can call you right after the show. 
Um, we have Cool Black Dude. We have Living on Long Island. We have Marnus. We have Mail Goodness. We have Michelle in South Florida. We have Moon Mary, a president. We have myself. We have Theo, Tim Cormel, and Trojan Rabbit. And I just want to send out some really well wishes to Scoopster in Rhode Island. Who, he's, he's in the hospital tonight. Oh, no. So, just everybody send him some good thoughts. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what's... I don't know... I, I know some of the details. I don't want to reveal all the details, but... Understood. Uh, yeah. He, he just... Everybody do what you do. Give a clap, like, you know, Tinkerbell. We but love yeah, you, Scoopster. he's in the hospital tonight. Feel better, man. Yeah. Yeah. So... No, well, I'm and sorry I don't think to hear we that, have but... any birthdays, but but Scoopster is the one who, yeah, he's 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 a very good friend to all of us. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely, we we love Scoopster. So and yeah, let us know if there are any birthdays um, out there. Uh, and thank you, Dad. I will give you a call after the show. Um, so uh, can I? Do you guys mind if I tell? Since I don't see any birthdays, and somebody can feel free to call in, but I want to tell like a, a just like a two two minute story of something that happened today. Um. <laughs> all right, so I am in a part of a. I'm in a group on Facebook, and none of you know this, but it's called Naked Aholics. No, I'm kidding. Um. So <laughs> I'm There's a, dozens of you. Uh, there. Uh, yeah. Never nudes. Yeah, I'm. I'm a member of the Never Nude. Uh. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens. I am a collector of '70s and modern Mego action figures, and um, it, uh, the my love of these things got rekindled earlier this year. Uh, I, I was, they were my favorite toys when I was a kid. You guys, uh, some of you have seen my Star Trek collection, which are really fun. Um, and they, they, and the company made a comeback this year, but I mean, seriously, I didn't even know anything about it until after I started collecting them again. So I've kind of been obsessed about them. And, you know, they were basically the, this company, Mego was the biggest, like, toy licensing company in the 70s they were everywhere rain they made your share doll um Yay. yeah they made your share doll they licensed happy days characters they did laverne and shirley rest in peace to uh um uh, i'm sorry uh, why can't i remember her name um penny penny marshall penny marshall, penny yeah, marshall. Rest in peace, penny marshall. Oh, i'm I loved so her. sad about that and, you know, they did Happy Days, they did Star Trek, they did Marvel and DC superheroes, they did Planet of the Apes, they did The Wizard of Oz, they did everything. They did all these different characters before Star Wars came along and destroyed them. All right, so, but but the company's back, and I'm excited about it, and I'm part of this group called Mego Ambassadors. And um, they have contests that they run on uh, the page, and, and you do certain things to accumulate points by showing proofs of purchases or taking pictures or making videos, and they had this Christmas one, this holiday-themed one, and I made three videos for it and took, like, a thousand pictures, <laughs> and I, I racked up, like, 770 points for these contests, and the gold level for the contest was 500 points, so I, I have, like, I still have, you know, like four, 470 points that I accumulated through two different contests. In the first contest, I won the bronze prize, all right, which was an autographed t-shirt by Marty Abrams, the founder of, well, basically the, the founder of 
the 70s. He wasn't the founder of the company, but he took over the company and made it successful in the 70s from his father. Um, basically, he's the opposite of Trump. He turned the Trump empire into something greater when he inherited it. Um, well, except the Mego empire. And, uh, and I'm getting to a point with this story, but I won the, 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 the bronze prize, um, and I got an autographed T-shirt and an autographed tan baseball cap. Thanks. I don't wear baseball caps, and I would never wear a tan one. So I'll just put that in a shelf. But uh, but no, very cool prizes, and the shirt was actually in my size too, which I was surprised about. Um, uh, and so then I just got the announcement today that I won the gold prize for the second contest, right? What? Yeah, and I got five, Ooh. and I won five Migos from the new, the the most recent release uh, of the figures. I do already have them, but I was like. I might as well get extras and then I can trade with people down the road if they need them. So I got like the five most popular ones, which is like a Captain Kirk, a Romulan, a werewolf, a Gene Simmons, and a blue Batman. <laughs> so so that's what those are my prizes now. So I'm very excited about that. And and there's a slight there's a slight packaging variant on the on the prize versions in lieu of the store ones, so that's kind of exciting too. So all right, now to the point of the story. Um, they announced on the Migo Ambassador, it's a closed group, so you can't see this, so I'm going to read it to you. They, they announced, uh, the, this was the announcement, congratulations to Kenny Pick for being the gold-level Migo Ambassador Prize winner for Migo Ambassador Challenge 2. Looks like all of our other participants are going for gold and saving their points, as no one has chosen to enter their, uh, the silver or bronze draw uh, this round. Thanks to all our ambassadors who participated, and keep an eye out in the new year for more exciting Migo Ambassador Challenges. All right. Well, as you might have heard in there, nobody chose to enter the silver or bronze, so nobody won those prizes. The prizes are just sitting there. Nobody won them. So uh, this guy puts, Dear Migo Ambassador, who won silver and bronze? And I put, they said no. nobody chose to enter their points into those drawings, right? Okay. So this, this guy, this Dylan kid is, is going on. And I, I, I had to call Susan and read this to her. So basically, real quick, how you do the points is you you have to complete the task they ask you to do, which is send them pictures of receipts, post pictures with the hashtag on Facebook of the items you purchased, or make the videos with the hashtag or the pictures with the hashtag, whatever. And that's how you accumulate points. And then when the contest ends, they're like, congratulations, Ken, you have X amount of points and you're eligible for this, this, or this, you know? And, uh, so I, uh, <laughs> I, so, so he wants to know who won. And I said, nobody entered their points into those drawings. And he said, drawings, can you show me? I said, if you have enough points that you earn from the challenges, Migo administrator will contact you and let you know what drawings you're eligible to enter. You can always contact them to find out your total points. Can you show me a picture? Wow. <laughs> Show you a picture of what, Dylan? <laughs> what? It, wow. What? It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. What? I, I put show show me a picture. Show you a picture of what, Dylan? And then there's oh, this, uh, oh, and then Dylan. somebody somebody posted a picture from uh, one of the police uh, police story movies with like everybody like doing a, a, the face palm. <laughs> 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 
And and he put the picture of the points. I haven't responded to that one yet. There's no picture of the points. They just tell you how many points you have if you've completed the tasks. A picture of the points. There's no picture of the points. It's a number that they send you if you have points. Nobody did. Nobody the instructions. And then, and then there was another guy. Yeah, <laughs> do something. <laughs> and then this other guy's like, I'm not great with the media stuff, but I have supported this comeback. And he, he tells how much he spent. Can I mail in proofs of purchases? I'm an old fart. <laughs> and oh. and I told and I got in there and I, I put it was for a limited time back in October. I only got points for ones that I bought during the contest, not before or after that. They announce new ways to earn points for each challenge. If they do the proof of proof of uh, proof of purchase thing again, you'd have to ask Mego administrator if they can go through the mail again. Just click announcements at the top left of the Mego ambassadors page, and you can keep track of 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 how the different challenges work and uh, and the time and what the time constraints are on each one. So. Uh, so yeah, See, and now Heather's a helper. <laughs> yes, I'm doing more than It'd the Mego better, administrator. You had pictures. Though. <laughs> was, was this guy's handle Louis G? Uh, it was actually. It was. I, I hear he used to be a judge. Uh, hi, Heather. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Can you show me a picture? <laughs> I have a picture. Um, I have a new picture myself with my new glasses on. It's oh no, I saw that. You look great. Somewhere. You look awesome. Huh? You look oh, awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. They look great. Oh, oh good. Um, let me see. Oh, good lord. This has been quite a week. You think? Uh, it, it's been slow. <laughs> It's, <laughs> well, yeah, compared to a couple weeks ago, yeah, it's Jesus. it's been, but it's really, it's completely... No, it's, this it's has weird. been a week. I was being really sarcastic. This week has been insane. <laughs> the hell, Mattis uh, quit? He's shutting down the government? We're, oh my God. And then I just saw something on Twitter from somebody I follow. Her name is Gotta Laugh. Um, oh, we know Laffy. Laffy. I know. Laffy, Laffy and I, yeah. Laffy's great. And I, we, we talk to each other about three or four times a year on the phone. Years ago, I, I used to do bl blunt videos for her. I used I to love video. Her. Did you ever do those? You did a blunt you did. I, I never did, but you did blunt videos? That's awesome. Yes, oh, I did, I I did a ton of them. I love her. I love her dog. I just, every once in a while, Pammy. I'll ask her something. We all love her. Yeah, Pammy's adorable. Um, but she was saying that a former Republican went on there, and he's suggesting the 25th Amendment, that sucker. I agree. 25th? Really? Yes. Well, I'm um, telling you. So something, something's definitely... Uh, it, this, this week, he is melting down in a way that we haven't seen it exactly snowflake meltdown I, mm -hmm. I think he's in a spiral like the the pressures the pressures just he, he's hitler in the bunker yeah yes he's mm -hmm. in a shirt spiral 
Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's more like my like like Hitler and the shitter. That's what he is. No, but I, I think you're right. It's it's really bad. It's really bad what's happening. When you when you see the tweets that he's put out and it's it's so easy to and we do this in our chat where it's like, Oh, he's crazy today and we're all like, Really? Today? But I, I do feel like this week Something well, felt different. When you have historians saying, yeah, we're um, we're entering, and presidential historians saying, I think we're entering 25th Amendment territory. Well, we started talking about this a while ago on the show where we said that he was like a cornered animal. I think, Joe, you kind of made that analogy first. And that was probably about three weeks ago. And I don't, and, and you know what? I can't even fucking begin to tell you what story that was about. Right? Um, We probably don't even remember because there's so much stuff coming out. I know. I know. It's it's like trying to memorize like a a 50-foot collage of like postage stamps, you know? It's like trying to trying to it's like trying to count water drops as a fire hose is blasting you in the face. Yeah, that's really it's actually exactly. that. Ah, uh, amen, amen for that uh, analogy, ah, Bobber. Wow. I will say, I got in a conversation about this with a Republican, mm. and that's... it's a member of the fam- member of my family who usually I don't talk about this I'm stuff. Sorry. With. Wow. But it's been a couple weeks, but that week was when all the shit started hitting the fan. And I flat out told her, I said, you know, I don't know where this investigation is going to take us, but the country needs the truth. Mm -hmm. And she said, I agree with you. And... I was I was shocked. I said, "We do. If this is this is too surreal, I mean, let's just say I couldn't do news if I was in news at this point because there's so much coming at you." And oh God, I can't believe it. Um, I followed one of my favorite anchors on TV, which is mm-hmm. she's just a little local anchor. But I kid you not, I swear to God, she's a Democrat. <laughs> she, she posts everything she can. You can tell. But, oh, my God. They don't have she's to come right out. She's a news anchor. You should tell us. She's, she's a public official. Mm-hmm. But she's... A, public figure. She's been so... She's She hates it. She hates this. She hates... I don't think she cares for Trump one bit. I don't think she. No, sir, and I don't you like said this is a this is a, uh, a a local TV news anchor. Yes. So that's She's a public been, official. You should not be afraid to say the person. Oh and yeah. I think that's a good thing for you to do so. Oh, I'm going to keep. Well, I'm going to keep following her. She's leaving in next spring. But um, I'm going to keep following her, but I mean, she's posted stuff about um, Alexandria mm-hmm. Ocasio-Cortez and just, you know, all kinds of stuff that has been really good stuff. And a few weeks ago, I, asked, I told her, I said, 
can I follow you after you leave? She said, oh, yeah, but it's just going to be my my Twitter account. But she's... Oh my, well, it's good she's, she's responsive to you stuff. as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she's been putting up stuff that is... That she puts up all kinds of stuff, and I'm proud that she does. And I'm... Actually, I'm very pleased she does. And she was the one that, back when they were talking about the free press yeah. and this was before maybe sometime this fall mm-hmm. um she's the one that flat out came out went on the air and said we are a free press yeah, yeah. we are not fake news you know <clears throat> and this was just this small it's not a small city but this is just a city anchor saying that yeah so i give her credit and i'm kind of it's weird because I'm starting to really <laughs> well, but you know that's you know it's par for the course, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're Heather, gonna win. Yeah, we will. We gotta wait out the shit storm, but you know it'll happen. Um, but Heather, thanks for calling. I'm sorry we gotta let you go, but we're already in over overtime in this uh, hour. So, but happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever oh, yeah, you celebrate. Happy holidays, so. Heather. You too. Thanks for being a part of the family. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I love you guys. Yes. And we love you back. All we right. do. Happy All right. holidays and talk to you soon. All right. All right. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, uh, Heather's great. That, that was awesome. Family. So, yes. The Indie Media Weekly family. Soon to be the yes. radio. In six months, the Radio for Humans family. I got a... Talking to Susan about our rebranding tonight. We gotta start moving along. Uh, Once 2019 hits, I gotta get real serious about this rebranding thing. So uh, any anyway, uh, we're gonna go to the break and we're gonna come back uh, and we're gonna just keep talking about the news. We'll save the funnier stuff for the end because we got some funnier (coughs) Stephen Miller stuff. I'll try and find at least one Mad Lib to do tonight. Um, And. yeah, so hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after Say This. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought. 
careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! We can do it. We are doing it. Yeah, I'm too loud. I'm too loud. I'm sorry. It's almost Christmas. What do you want? Uh, welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Christmas Eve show, I think. Um, and uh, joining me, of course, on the program, uh, Mr. Uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hi there. Joe? Did, did you sit on the button again? I did. I said <laughs> freaking button. One of these days, I'm gonna shard on this button. Right? Oh no! But, you don't want. Uh, you don't no, want a. No, you don't I want don't button. Do you don't want a button up. The big dirty ass. Oh no! No, I didn't mean that. No, so. <laughs> no, no. So you didn't know I did, did a lot of blunt videos for Laffy. I didn't know. No, no I, you're gonna have to send me links to I those. Learned. Yeah, yes, I, I used to do them every week. I you know that's so funny because that's probably how I first saw you and I just don't remember them because it's been so long ago. I mean, everybody was putting out videos like crazy back then. So, but the blunt videos that was that was was a popular series. I almost did I almost did those, but I I I just I I was too wrapped up in doing my own dumb shit. Um, So. Uh, but uh, and of course, uh, Bobber de Braumeister. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Thank you. Same to you, man. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be a good one if we can get over our car problems. That's why I got to talk to Dad. I don't know if anybody <laughs> sussed that out, but we we had we just took the car into the shop the other day and got uh, the the gaskets fixed uh, because we had low low oil pressure and there was some smoke mm-hmm. and a weird sound coming from what appears to maybe be the coolant and maybe a water pump. I don't know. But if we don't find a solution, Christmas might be ruined. Uh, so <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, we're we're going to figure figure this shit out. Um, but uh, and hopefully be able to try and find uh, find out if the mechanic we took it to is open tomorrow. But yeah, so we'll see. But anyway, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to you as well, my sister. Well, thank you, my brother. I... I just got to say, if you just took it to that mechanic and things are messing up now, I don't know. Well, I'm thinking maybe the mechanics didn't do something right. Lawsuit! But, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you ruined Christmas. I'm suing you for Christmas damages. I still say y'all can get a rental. Yeah, we're, we'll yeah. F- we're um, going to have to figure it out. You know, whether it's getting a rental, have, borrowing a car, having people come to us. I don't know. You know, so we'll we'll sort it out. But anyway, how you want it to be? Yeah, I don't know how the hell and we're going to. And if you want to get away, you can come to see us. Sure, we'll just we'll just take the train to the airport and come on down. There it is. So <laughs> uh, that'd but, be uh, much cheaper than car repairs. <laughs> so this this was about this is about thirty minutes ago from AP News. The Senate adjourned without a spending deal. An hour after the House ended its session, guaranteeing a partial shutdown, and it'll begin at midnight. And I saw another tweet. Pence left left Capitol building. Kushner left. They all, they're just like, yep, well. Well, Pence was in the tree, right? shut this shit down. And I am really pissed about this. I'm really pissed about it on a level that's not political. 
no, I'm I, I get it. Because once again, <clears throat> civil servants, government employees are being used as political pawns. He is making us less safe by, by saying he's trying to make us more safe. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it's not just families, border security. It's, fam- yeah. Go I mean, ahead. I, I'm sorry. It's not just border security. I mean, you know, people that work in the government sector, uh, in the public sector, you know, they, they provide safety in uncountable ways. You know, so uh, in, yeah. in, in one, you know, it's a domino effect. And so, God forbid this goes on too long, you know? But here's, here's, here's something that people kind of forget about. When you look at places like the Smithsonian, the National Museum of American History, mm-hmm. there are workers who work in the kitchen who give you soda and hot dogs who mm-hmm. earn maybe $15 an hour. Yeah. They're the ones who are not getting a paycheck. Oh, yeah. When the, yeah. You know, we're not talking about, you know, like, <clears throat> I, I can't, I, I've said this way too many times on this show, and I'm saying it again. When the government shuts down, the people who it hurts the most are the people who earn under $50,000 a year. These are the people who need that last paycheck before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to get it. Yeah. Right. Um, this upsets me. This this is one of those things that upsets me I know. So I mean, the people that it's going to affect are the people who are a paycheck away from being homeless. You yes. Know, and, uh, and government uh, workers are among them. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and you know, so if that's not... If making sure they get paid isn't providing for their safety and security, then you know, fuck you, you, you lost the you lost the fucking match. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, when it comes to government, everyone thinks of thinks of politicians and you know high end law. You know, just they always think that the politicians and and all these people are you know these these high rollers, but. So many government workers are just everyday Joes, and then mm-hmm. he, on top of that, there's the people that you know come in and, and clean the the toilets and empty the waste baskets in all the uh, office buildings. There's sure. the lo- the local sandwich shop that depends on government workers, you know, to come in and and buy yeah. lunch. The small sure. business. The I mean, small business that relies on the people who earn that fifteen dollars an hour, giving somebody a soda to buy groceries for their family, or to buy shoes or clothes or Christmas presents or whatever. Yep, and, and and if they're all sitting at home because you know they can't go into work, and really when the government shuts down, they are not allowed to go into the office. I mean, it's just locked down. Mm-hmm. They can't even use their work work laptops you and know, let's let's think home. about let's think about how christian this is too for a moment for all the people who are, claim there's a war on christmas if you say happy holidays mm. tell us what's the bigger threat to the person who is you know there are a lot of people who put off christmas shopping till the last minute there are going to be people out like crazy tomorrow buying christmas presents on saturday and sunday yes they're going to be out like yep. crazy now you tell me if they say don't come into work on Monday or don't come into work on Saturday or don't come into work on Sunday or whenever, you know, or, or Wednesday, you know, we don't know when you're going to come back. Tell me something that that person 
are they going to just run right out and blow that entire paycheck on on presents? No, they're not. They're going to be like, shit, it's going to be tight this year. I'm sorry, kids. It's going to be tight. Maybe you'll get one or two things. Yeah. But you know what? Especially we we got to hold Trump on. To- saying this could be a long-term shutdown. Yeah. And we so they're going to have to hold on to what they have. So if you want a war on Christmas, Trump's giving it to you right now. Because me wishing you a happy holidays isn't doing a fucking thing to your family and the way you celebrate. But if these people that, that are going to lose their, their job security and they're going to be like, and, and they haven't already bought presents, or if they did, and they might have to return them. They might have yeah. to return some yeah. shit. You know, because when, you know, uh, not everybody has some uh, a nest egg or something to fall back on you know or savings whatever and i'm glad that you brought that up and i know we have so much more to talk about but you well, this know, is important and it's a christmas show so that i don't mind spending a little time on it before i met bob i was in that position where it was like i had i was paycheck to paycheck and mm-hmm. i keep thinking about that time and i can't imagine it, 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 I can't even begin to imagine if if my company, which is a pri- was a private company, said, "Yeah, we're not going to pay you. We're shutting down for a couple of weeks until you know the board of directors gets their shit together." Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll let you know when we're co- when, when uh, we can bring you back. This is a very. It has always been a very serious thing to me, and it will always be a serious thing to me. The fact that the government is shutting down. And, and I feel seriously, I feel so strongly about this, that, that, that you know, our, our people in office are treating this so cavalierly. And when I say our people in office, I'm talking about the Republicans. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Trump. Um, this is not something to be taken, you know, like with a grain of salt. These are people. Yeah. Bob and I have friends. I'm sure that Joe and you have friends who work for the federal government. Absolutely. Who, it's not like they're making a ton of money. No. no into if your, they find yeah. out they're not getting that paycheck before Christmas, that fucks up a lot of things. If they yeah. can't, because of the shutdown, they can't pay the credit card bill next month, their, credit, mm-hmm. their credit's fucked. Wait. Well, let let me tell you. If, you know if, what Mitt Romney would say? Mm-hmm. S- sell some stocks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So, Seriously. but no, Rain, I, Rain. <laughs> my situation, my situation sounds a little bit similar to yours because I was a hot mess when it came to my credit, when it came to my debt that I had. I had outstanding credit card debt, and it wasn't even a ton of money. Um, but I just, you know, I it was was kind of like you know trying to pretend it would go away and i met susan she helped me get on track she helped me out financially and got you know we got my credit sorted out and um and then you know as a couple we always made sure you know and susan i I will give the largest credit to for being you know on top of bills and stuff like that Uh, i've tried to be better at it um set up auto payments and stuff like that so you know um taking care of stuff but it you know we were we were living check to check and you know racking up credit card debt like crazy so it you know i mean if it wasn't for our credit cards we would have you know we would have been under you know 
I mean, it, you know, we bought a house at a good time, so that was good. But no, I mean, so I can't imagine if somebody doesn't have good credit <clears throat> and they and they don't have a credit card to fall back. I know people who don't have checking accounts. Who who yeah, they it, go it they go to, they goes, go to payday loans and they pay a fucking exorbitant fee because you know they 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 don't have enough money to start you know a checking account or whatever you know or there, or, or they're scared or they be, don't trust banks. There and yeah, Ken, I completely, I totally identify with what you're saying. I I can't even, I I get that. And, and just to put on top of that, there seems to be an attitude from the federal government, from the Senate and the Republicans and all these people that are willing to shut down the government, that every single person who works for the federal government has great credit. Mm-hmm. That's a really false it's assumption. A, good credit's a luxury. Yeah, to good me, is it really is actually a luxury because, like I said, going back to the people who serve you wine and beer and hot dogs at any one of our beautiful museums here, mm-hmm. they they don't earn the same kind of money no. as somebody who works in the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are yeah. people who work for the federal government who make less than fifty thousand dollars a year. Some of them make like $25,000 a year. Oh, absolutely. And they're the ones that are getting hurt the first. Yeah, people that go work for the government can generally make better money working in the private sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, and the reasons for, you know, there, there's numerous reasons for working for the government. You know, one, you you feel like it's, you know, that's your dream is to is to be part of the government or to to. to do public, you know, a version of public service, or or job security, but yeah, the people in government are generally paid less than people that do the same job in the private sector. And I think that's a myth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the myth of the high overpaid government worker is something yep. that oh yeah, that just yep. it just never goes away. Well, though, Joe, know, yeah, yeah, Joe knows that because you were a government employee and you you know, <clears throat> I was a career governor employee, thirty three years and. Uh, what people don't understand is that we we trade off uh, a higher salary. I was like a level three manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess in, in private industry, I, I would probably be pulling down six figures for what I did. Yeah. But I, I never came close to that because we traded off things like Things that people resent us getting, we traded off for it. We traded a higher salary for a pension, and I'm yeah. lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones that was able to retire with a guaranteed pension, which yeah. is almost unheard of in yes. today's in today's uh, employment world. And uh, but we had we had to work for less money, mm-hmm. you know. And and the trade off was well, but you look at the benefit you're getting, and and I appreciate that. You know, and and that's what we that's what we did. So you but could only afford don't, don't, like four Lamborghinis, right? That's right. <laughs> I, and I had a layoff. I had a layoff one of my gardeners, but that was heartbreaking. But anyway, uh, you understand what I'm saying, Joe? Right? Well, sure. I mean, I mean, it's it, it was you know, but still, you live paycheck to paycheck, and you make sacrifices. And we weren't highly paid like you would. We could have made better money in in private industry. Um, and, and there was some 
you know, my parents always enforced in me that that there was some dignity in government service. That you you besides having a good job, uh, you, you also were provide. We were providing a service to the, in my case, the unemployed. I was yeah. helping yes. people get checks on time. People that were were weren't even getting a paycheck. People that were depending on our checks, uh, and our payments to to get them through the week. Uh, you know, I had the satisfaction of knowing that I had something to do with their lives. Helping the least among us. Thank you, Joe, for your service, and I mean that sincerely. But I mean, and people don't don't realize that 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 the frontline government employer employees are doing these kinds of things. They're making sure your Social Security checks get out Mm -hmm. on time, making sure that that your your income tax return is processed, so maybe you you have a, a, a a return coming. You know, that your unemployment check gets to you on time, so you could buy buy food for that that week. Uh, that's what they do. We yes. don't sit around reading newspapers. We worked hard. Yeah. Y'all still work hard, and I think that's the point that I and and Bob was trying to make. I, I just this is why government shutdowns piss me off so much. Well, there's 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 because of people like Joe. Yeah. Yeah, and and people like like you, the other people you mentioned, who are just trying to make a living and they know that they can get good health care for their families you know mm-hmm. it, it might not be as much as they're going to make like joe said in the private sector doing the same job as a server or a, or a kitchen staffer or you know custodial work or office work or whatever but they know that you know the that's one solid thing about a government <coughs> job is generally you're going to get some good health care, and you're not going to have to worry about that shutting down your entire life. Yeah, retirement security. So, retirement mm-hmm. security, health care, all that. But I, I want to play this, and I know I'm pushing it because we're, we're real close to the break, but I want to kind of I want to get this out of the way since we're talking about the shutdown. And um, this is Fox News, everybody. Okay? So I know a lot of people are like, kind of doom and gloom right now about all this but this is fox news it's not shepherd smith it's not you know uh andrew napolitano it's john roberts and john roberts has done has been pretty good here and there he pissed me off a lot during the obama years but fox's john roberts reports is reporting on the shutdown on fox news and i love this listen to what they did with the audio of chuck schumer and donald trump trump you will not get your wall. Abandon your shutdown strategy. You're not getting the wall today, next week, or on January 3rd. So at the moment, it looks like we are lurching toward a shutdown at midnight tonight. And the president kind of flipping a 180 here and trying to blame the Democrats for the shutdown. Should that happen? The president tweeting out earlier today, quote, the Democrats now own the shutdown, to which Chuck Schumer was only too happy to remind the president about what he has said in the past. Listen here. In our meeting in the Oval Office, President Trump said, quote, If we don't get what we want, I, President Trump, will shut shut down down the the government government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems (laughs) and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. (laughs) 
I'm not going to blame you for it, except this morning he is now blaming the Democrats for it. Now, Melissa, it's 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 unclear whether the Republicans had the votes to even bring this uh, measure to the floor, uh, let alone pass it. Uh, it's likely that they're not going to do the nuclear option. Chad Pergram, our terrific producer up on Capitol Hill, says they are not in the parliamentary posture to do that, which means they're going to need 60 votes, which means that this thing is going to die in the Senate. And then it's a test of wills as to whether the president insists that he's got to have the money or he lets the government shut down or if there's some quick maneuver in the House that passes what the uh, the Senate has already passed. And the president says, I did everything I could and you avoid a shutdown. We're just going to have to wait and see. All right. So I want to thank Fox News for pointing out that Trump's words don't matter. He is mm-hmm. not a man of his word. He is a liar. And, in you know, if anybody can't see that in a short 10-day time period, then all hope is lost for you. You have, you have um, suckled from the Donald for far too long and his poison courses through your veins and you are removed from humanity that your, your pink slip is in the mail. So, um... So yeah, John Roberts, Fox News, that producer who who merged those two audio clips of uh, Schumer and Trump. Amen to you, brother. Ah, slick, slick work. Wow, I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would really rather have the image of suckled on the Donald. <laughs> gone from my... They suckled on the Donald sack. Jesus Christ. Yikes. <laughs> Come on. I, and of course I had to add sack in there. Maybe I should add the word moist. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> and maybe the word fetid. <laughs> moist. <laughs> the moist fetid Donald sack you suckle upon. God. <laughs> oh. Really? oh. I might puke. It could happen. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Jesus, Bob says. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Bobber, I, I, what's the closest thing to a Christmas song you have? What would you say of all the songs you have? Let me look. What do we, what do we have here? Um, oh, animated could be good for all the animated uh, shows that we love to watch around Christmas. Or spare change, give to... Uh, um uh salvation army or uh <laughs> i don't know don't run it in the grant no no what do what, what uh, let me see wait what's your newest song what was your newest song i forgot what was the name the of it list. the list that's right oh, like a christmas list yeah there we go so let me see where is it oh you gotta be shitting me Mm. Let me see if it's just under. Maybe I take out the, and maybe it'll be there. Seriously, I think this is it. This has been a, an issue with me. Puke. Yeah, <laughs> I th- this has just been an issue with me song, for a while. Man. I've some. I think I accidentally. I think I accidentally trumps. put it on my external hard drive, and forgot to bring it back in. So I'm sorry. I can't do the list, Bobber. That sucks. All right. Maybe Planetarium for the North Star. <laughs> if that works for you, uh. it's it's almost a full moon tonight, isn't it? Oh, and there's supposed to be, isn't there supposed to be a solstice uh, meteor shower or something? 
Oh, please let something yeah, drop on so. Trump's Yeah, head. so there we go. Planetarium's perfect for this. So, Have all right. Trump go out on the Oval Office mm. balcony and look up at the meteor shower and point at it so it hits him in the face. I better protect my my moist fetid sack. <laughs> Good God! See, I'm going back to Wendy. Uh oh, that meteor hit my mushroom. Uh oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, well, it repelled and it went back into space, and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, break time. We'll be right back. Uh, right after uh, Planetarium uh, by Bobber. The Night with Kenny Pick.
Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Rain and Bobber from, from ForFreedomsBlog.com, and we'd like to continue the war on Christmas by wishing everyone at India Media Weekly and turn up the night a happy holiday. Yeah, that's right, a happy freaking holiday. Merry Christmas! Not in this liberal utopia. Happy, happy holidays, holidays and, and don't, don't drink the green eggnog. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. twice. And thank you to all the other lovely locations around this great uh, United States of ours uh, and uh, beyond for whoever is listening to the show or the podcast. We appreciate you and we wish you a happy holiday season. And also... Uh, Hallelujah! Holy <laughs> shit! Where's the Tylenol? I could not find a Christmas theme Mad Lib to save my life, by the way, but I found one that should be funny. So everybody, let's dirty this shit up. Um, uh, I'll, I'll be putting stuff. I'll be putting stuff in the in the chat room momentarily for this once I get the audio rolling. Um, but I I pro- as I promised. Now that Moon Mare's gone, <laughs> uh, Moon Mare, I, Moon Mare, I love you, but she would have to turn the volume down again if I'm going to do this. Bobber wasn't on when we played this before. Um, I'm not sure if he heard it uh, in the first hour. I but did hear it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like. Is this the Jeff Sessions thing? Uh, you mean Little Jeff? It's, it's just a little, little, little Jeff in these parts. Little Jeff. Yeah. Little Jeff. So everybody, once again, an encore performance from our special late night sessions last night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> his joke can attest. <laughs> He's like <laughs> ten after one. 
Yeah, seriously, I did it between I did it between like midnight and one, and I finished it. So, well, how about that? An hour? Uh, uh, that's not too bad of a return, you know. Hours worth of work, two minutes worth of audio, pretty good, right? Wait a second, it so. was it was ten after one or one after? It was ten after one. Yeah, it was. About, I don't know between one ten, one thirty. I don't know, but I, I just, I just, Something I just, like that. yeah, you know. But yeah, I spent about an hour and and I did this uh, with uh, our special, uh, uh, you know, guest. Seasons greetings from Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. We have a very special guest performance tonight on the program. Take it away. Well, hi there, everybody. This is Little Jeff, and I wanted to read you a, a classic Christmas poem called Twas the Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark Muller. Here we go. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas... Wait a minute, what, what are you doing? Oh my God, it's a dog! Oh no, oh no, little Jeff. Oh, get me out of here! Oh my God! Hey, you dirty hippie, you gotta help! Look out! Ow, 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 what are you doing? I chilled out my neck! Ooh! Mmm, yikes. I can get those stains out. Is that a chainsaw? Oh, sweet Jesus! What's going on here, you dirty hippie? You set me up, didn't you? Oh, little fella, not looking good. So that's what color elf blood is. Do we have any baking soda? God, you, got, you gotta stop it! Oh, you're gonna kill me! This is this is the worst Christmas ever, everybody. I don't think I'm gonna make it. I don't know if I'll ever see another Christmas. Now, wait a minute, now, now, now it looks like I'm okay. It must be my newly acquired wear collie powers that helped me regenerate from these grievous injuries. Don't worry, everybody. Merry Christmas! I'm gonna live forever! Merry Christmas! I'll see you next year. And none of that happy holidays nonsense. You wanna fight a war at Christmas? Well, guess what? Little Jeff will win that war. Because I'm little Jeff. Oh, so much for that plan. Happy yep. holidays, little Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say about what did I say about that? Let me take the reverb off. Oh, come hey, on. Hey. Hey. Darla, hey. Uh, darling, I expect little a little I expect a little Jeff. more for you than happy holidays. You could at least wish this tiny little Christian elf a Merry Christmas. Little Jeff, are you alive? I'm, I'm, uh, 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 Are I you alive? Yes or no? Yes or no? In a sense. Okay. Well, happy holidays. Because well, you know yeah. what? Muhammad saved you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, pa- no, he, he passed out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He passed uh, out. Okay, and Allah. Let's go with Allah. I have a question Hold on. for Jeff. Hang on, I'm gonna. Jeff? He passed out. I'm gonna shove him underneath the desk. Give him some smelling salts. All right, hold on a second. <laughs> Here, I got. Give some. him the salts. Hold on, Give hold him on. Salts. Okay, I got it. All right, Jeff, wake up, wake up, oh. wake, wake oh. the fuck up. Joe has a question. Get up, Jeff. I have carrots. Oh, okay. 
Sorry, I gotta, I gotta shake this off a little bit. Okay. Oh, what? That that little so and so Joe had a question for him. What's that? Yeah, yeah. And if you answer it right, I'll I'll give you some lucky charms. Um, Got Oh. <laughs> Um, do you live in a gingerbread house? You know what? And I actually do! Kenny and Sue's but they made gingerbread house. It's adorable. I love it, actually. It's a big upgrade yeah. from the tree that I actually live in. But I heard there was a guy that climbed up the, the tree in Washington, D.C. tonight. Oh, well, was that you, Jeff? No, I wish. Then I'd be closer <laughs> to the Donald. Well, Do you make gingerbread elves? Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant, oh, my gosh. I am sorry, baby Jesus. I took your name in vain when I said that. But you so-and-so, that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Just, I don't you know shoes say it on. in vain. It worked. It wasn't in vain. <laughs> he wasn't wearing shoes, so you couldn't really hear him run away. So, uh, well, pitter patter. It's Christmas. He just he deserves little Christmas slippers. Little sure, yeah. Christmas slippers. Speaking the non slip the the grip kind, you know, the yeah. kind with the the ridges underneath. Yes. I would yeah. just say they're cotton balls. Speaking of no slip, cotton balls make sense because that's a very southern thing. <laughs> Sounds like half Jeffy, half Kenny. Oh, that's because I had the effect all screwed up. Oh yeah, that's right. I had the part of the the effect turned down. Sorry about that, Trojan. So uh, now it should be fine. You should hear no, no Kenny in this. Jeff, are you wearing little cotton balls as slippers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, only if you make them for me, darling. <laughs> Don't tempt me. That could still come in the mail. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, sounds like wow! <laughs> you really like somebody tickled his cat balls. <laughs> you really you laugh like the Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, anyway, shut him up. Kick and, him in the cotton balls. So. Just, no, he deserves little cotton because think about that. You can take a cotton ball, you can squish it around, and then his little tiny feet. That would hurt squishing no. his cotton balls. No, okay, Joe. I am trying to be a nice person. That would hurt. That was trying that to make really a very hurt. trying to make a very bad person come to the light. I wonder if his cotton balls have bull weevils in them. I don't know. We'll have to find out uh, on another day because we got other business to get to. Uh, but All right. speaking of uh, no slip, um, <laughs> Stephen Miller. Did you say no slit, no slut, or no, no slip. slip? Slip. No, I said artistic slats. Oh. Uh, and Stephen Miller, no slip hair. Uh, <laughs> he was on with um, the. <laughs> He was on with Wolf Blitzer the other day, and he was, <laughs> he was, uh, oh my God, he was in rare form. But Wolf actually did some journalism, and kind of got him stammering. So uh, here's here's clip one. It's it's very short. The president had, as you know, two years a Republican-controlled House and a Republican-controlled Senate to get this done to build that border wall 
Why did he fail? Well, <laughs> the, the House is going to speak on border security. The fight's only just beginning. <laughs> Whoa, the fight's oh. only just beginning. No time like the fucking present, right? <laughs> oh, my Gee. God. Gee, why, why the rush? <laughs> I kind of love the stammer. Well, cool. Oh yeah, no, I have that stammer isolated. It was it was too good. I heard that and I was like, "Oh my god, really?" Yeah. So well, well, well. He's been taking lessons from Sarah Sanders. Oh my god. So, so continuing, Stephen Miller, Wolf Blitzer, Wolf Blitzer rarely rattles somebody, and uh, but Wolf I, Blitzer rarely rattles his wife. Well, I don't want to get into their bedroom habits right now, so I'm gonna buzz you <laughs> gently, buzz you <laughs> twice. Um, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, but you know what, Rain? Blame yourself. You, yeah. So, uh, all right, Wolf Blitz. Wait, Wolf Blitzer. Am I talking Wolf Blitzer? Blitz? Yes, Blitz. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> look at that. Two Herb Cane drops in a row. Impressive. Wow. Uh, you know, and you know, I, I don't have any facts as to how I arrived at those. <laughs> I to back don't that up. have facts to back this up, but stupid people are ruining America. Four Herb Cain drops in a row. Do I have any more? Where no are blitz. These Herb Cain these days? <laughs> Five Herb Cains. <laughs> uh, I don't. Who fucking cares? He's doing a radio show and selling Godfather's pizza on street corners. Oh, I'm that's sure. right. He's down in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, something like that. On. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, Stephen Miller. Right now, as we speak, we are rallying Republican lawmakers to try and get a bill out of the House. Poorly. The fundamental issue here is whether or not Democrats will supply votes to pass border security or whether they're going to push for open borders, which equals massive but, crime but, and massive crime. Stephen, if the president... 300 Americans die every week I from heroin what you're saying. through our southern border. I, I understand completely what you're saying about the importance of border security, uh, and I understand what you're saying about the border wall. The president spoke about it in virtually yep. every campaign speech, as we know. Here's the question. Why didn't he get the border wall done during his first two years in office with a Republican majority in the House and a Republican majority in the Senate? Because he's a useless piece of shit. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was me, not Stephen Miller. <laughs> Hold on. Well, we actually have completed or have underway 100 miles. But the president's made clear that he's not no. interested in continuing to build the while, mile, uh, <laughs> one mile, one wild? stretch at a time. He wants to build the wall by getting the money now, just like the president was very clear about for the last but year it, it leading looks, up to this funding fight but, but he let's, hasn't let's, let's received cut through the, this the right five now billion. as we speak he right wants, now as we speak he, there is a surge of illegal immigration heading towards our country that presents a national crisis now right, not right a month now, from now though, not a year from now right now but, and this president took an oath like every lawmaker in congress to defend the citizens yeah. of this country how many more innocent people have to right, die Stephen, in pursuit of an open borders on agenda calm, calm down a minute we don't have to yell <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Calm we down, we don't have to yell. yell. <laughs> 
and you know what Wolf said, and I regret, I regret not getting the rest of the audio, but we wouldn't have time to play it anyway, is he went on to say, these are complicated issues and the American people deserve answers, clear and concise answers. Um, and, and that's what Mulvaney said. That's what we've been saying forever. And, you know, how many more Americans have to die? How many more Americans have to die before we get this wall built? Because no Americans will die once the wall is built. They'll live forever. <laughs> like like the wear collie Jeff Sessions. That's right. They'll just keep regenerating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how did Stephen Miller get a hold of Donald Trump's Adderall? Oh, he leaves it laying around in every room, I'm sure. <laughs> because again, he's he's Wow, you've seen it. You've seen Trump's doctors, right? You think he before. gives them like just a month at a time? <laughs> you notice he, he didn't have like, his. Oh, little... are these Lucky Charms? No, it's Adderall cereal. Uh-oh. He didn't have that little isthmus on his head. To that. Oh my that god! <laughs> yeah, his hair. His hair wore yes. off very quickly. It did. It has a little isthmus. It's it's like uh, it's only surrounded on three sides by skin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's now Christmas it, Isthmus. Yes, Christmas Isthmus. You know what? I'm pretty sure that hair and makeup people were like, this is going to look great, Stephen. We're going to make sure you look great. We have a penis. On high-def TV. <laughs> Don't we have say a penis. penis in this house! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a penis stencil. I was going to say that. Don't say Stop penis it. in this house! Huh? Stop it. <laughs> we got to roll along. I can call my dad after the show. Talk about the car. Um, so uh, anyway, I want to play one final clip. We're going to go a little bit over. So dad, my apologies. I might be calling you about 10 after 10. Um, but uh, I want to play. Dad, I'll shut up as soon as I can. But I'm a woman. I, I, I really need to play this clip from Tim Ryan. Uh, Representative Tim Ryan, Democrat from Ohio. Oh, I love this. This is more about the wall. This is so good. Uh, did you guys hear this t- uh, today or yesterday? Yeah, he was he was mean. He was, oh. he was he was wound up. Oh, he Boy. hurt feelings. He really, he did. you know. I, I, I'm I sure got that. Hurt yeah. I got hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings. And Tim Ryan hurt him. So <laughs> let's listen to Tim Ryan hurt the Trump cult's feelings right here. Our friends on the other side, Mr. Speaker, been. Really interesting debate because our friends on the other side, Mr. Speaker, Oops, it's sorry. like they have amnesia and nothing happened before the election a couple years ago. All of these promises about a, a border wall were followed by the cheers and the chants of, and who's going to pay for that wall? And you remember all we the are. fans would stand up and Oops. they, Mexico's going to pay for that wall. Who? Mexico. Us. And here we are today getting ready to shut down the government over you asking the American taxpayer to pay for this border wall. And then some of you even used to say, are saying that, that we have hollow words, that our words <laughs> don't mean anything. <laughs> when this president is going back on the promise that he made, he said Mexico was going to pay for it. He said it at the rallies. He was in Ohio. 
he was in the swing states. And now he's going back on his word on that. And he just went back on his word where he promised the entire Senate he was going to support the continuing resolution. And you're calling us and saying our words are hollow? Are you kidding me? Now, look, I'm for border security. I'm for border security, but I'm not for a wall. You know what? I like cars, too. I'm for cars. I'm not for the Model T. I like planes. I don't want a glider that was designed and built by Wilbur Wright. You sure? I like my phone, but I don't want to go back and get the rotary dial out. You guys are living in the past. Yes. And this government is in chaos. It's in a free fall. The market's in a free fall. The staffing at the White House is in a free fall. The Secretary of Defense is gone. We're pulling out of Syria. What is going on? You are in charge of the House, Senate, and White House. Get a grip and learn how to govern the country. Oh, <laughs> boom. Bang, bang, Ouch. bang, bang, Boom, bang, bang, bang. They're like, gavel him out, gavel him out. <laughs> I will say, I, 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 even though Tim Ryan did a pull of Peter Brady in the middle there, because his voice did change a little bit. Time to he, change. He so, uh, <laughs> that was that was some powerful shit. <laughs> so, and thank you, thank you that it's on the congressional record that Donald Trump said over and over and over yes. and over again. Yeah. Build we're gonna build that wall. <sighs> Who's gonna pay for it? <sighs> Mexico's Did gonna pay some, for it. And it's got ten feet tall. Some of the some of the tweets. <laughs> Who's what do we want? A wall. Who's going to pay for it? Mexico, indirectly, after we get some of the money back with our NAFTA reconstruction. It's not <laughs> even a wall anymore. Now it's just a bunch of slats. It's slats. Steel slats. Steel, artistic slats. Artistic steel slats. It's yeah. not even artistic. That's no, it really isn't. Clip it, it, art. Yeah. It, it looks like a barcode. It looks like a, bar, a spiky barcode. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ! With that's spikes what we're on top. Used to clip art. Yeah, and they're going to throw hot oil over them at the people. Yeah, the catapult oil. I did think the, that you know cartoon, a good with the cartoon police car. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but I think everybody, if if you want, uh, I got a new Christmas song for everybody that I'll I'll, I'll let you know. Um, uh, there's, uh, okay. It's set to the tune of all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. All right. So it goes, everybody stops and laughs at me. My wall dreams are gone. As you can see, I know I'm to blame for this catastrophe, but my one wish on Christmas Eve is plain as can be. All I want for Christmas is artistic slats, artistic slats, artistic slats. All I want for Christmas is artistic slats. Yeah, uh, but with see-through with see-through gaps. Yeah, there you go. It seems so long since I could say Mexico will pay for my border receptacle. Gosh, oh gee, how happy I'd be if Nancy hadn't chopped off my testicles. All I want for Christmas is artistic slats. Artistic slats. Artistic slats. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's my... I wish I would have had time to record that, but um, no go. 
instead, you just got little Jeffy that makes two people now turn their volumes down. Um, and uh, <laughs> record that for New Year's. Remember, they have to be artistic slats with see-through gaps. Yeah, artistic slats with see-through gaps. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's very important we see through them because we have to oh. see what's going on on the other side. You know, uh, is it? You know, you know one I song. So pissed. We okay. I, I want anyway, I want done. a Trump. I want a Trump apotamus for Christmas. Is that a, is that a song? <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose Bobber? He said his internet was crapping out. Oh, I don't. So Bob? yeah, he sent a message. He sent a message uh, in the uh, chat room. I saw a minute ago. I'm gonna try oh. and add him back in and see what happens. Um, but we got one Mad Lib. But we gotta we gotta get through real quick. Um, but yeah, now Bobber is not picking up. So all right. Um, yeah, he's. Um, well, maybe he might he might be able to join back sad. in. It makes me sad as well. Um. So, uh, all right, you guys ready uh, for for Mad Libs? It's yeah. just one. It's just one Mad Lib. Here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad. Get Mad Libs. <laughs> oh God bless Mad Libs. <sighs> okay, here we go. Joe, I need a verb. Uh, shut down. Shut. Shut down is good. Okay, shut down. Yeah, that works. Um, and rain. I need a place. Um, a place, a place, a place. Any kind of place. place. I um, I'm going with Trump's golden toilet room. Oh, the Sharda potty. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, golden toilet. <laughs> the golden. The room. golden sprinkler system. Oh. <laughs> I like the Sharda potty. <laughs> we're going to have to come over the. We're going to have to do a Sharda potty you know, you know, bit. You guys at some know point. here in DC, we've got all of the um, porta potties. It's mm. run by a company called Don's Johns. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what they yeah, should do? They should work that. at a Every deal. Every now and then, we need to remind ourselves. They should work Don's at a deal. Johns. They should work at a deal with when every time a Trump dies. That their gravestone doubles mm-hmm. as a Don John's porta potty, yep. so Don's that would Jones. be good. Um, every, time a, every time a Don dies, a turd is dropped. <laughs> <laughs> every time, yeah. Well, all right, Joe and occupation. Occupation, a uh, government worker. Okay. Uh... And Rain, I need a silly word. Gusplinkled. Up, uh, say that again. Gusplinkled. Gusplinkled. Yeah. Okay, I think it's I spelled a, that right. It, the word makes no sense. No, it's okay. It's a silly word. I just wanted to make sure I heard it right. Gusplinkled. Joe, I need another place. Uh, uh, the White House. Uh, okay. Rain. I don't know if you're going to be happy with this or not. Oh, no. Another silly word. Another silly word. Um, Oigavelt. Oigavelt. 
Uh, okay, and Joe, you get the last one for this, and that is a verb. Avert. Uh, avert. Okay. Like a belt. All right, here we go, everybody. I couldn't find anything Christmas themed in my Mad Libs books, so I thought, how about super chickens? <laughs> so I found I found the Mad Libs super chickens. All right, here we go. One of my favorite shows on TV is Super Chickens. It's about three chickens that each have smelly superpowers. One of them can shut down another. <laughs> another, another one can shoot cheeseburgers from her penis. Don't say penis in this, huh? Uh, and the third one can shred with elves. That's a hell of a penis. Oh, that is my yeah, vagina hurts. Don't say shoot. penis in this house. How big are those burgers? <laughs> uh, well, I think I think uh, I know I think I know somebody who likes those the uh, penis shot burgers. I like their little burgers. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Oh, you freak! You freak! Don't serve penis in this house. Ted Cruz eating chicken penis burgers. Don't serve penis in this house. All right, I knew this was gonna be a good one. The super chickens use their powers to protect the shitty people of the golden toilet room, and <laughs> and defeat the powers of vaginas. Yay, vaginas! Wait, wow. What? My favorite episode is when their father is kidnapped by the evil government worker, Mr. Gusplinkled. <laughs> Who? That was good. You did Miss, it. You Mr. Did it, Mr. Gl- Gusplinkled? That was Rain Silly. Uh and they have to and they have to fly to the White House to rescue him. In another episode, the super chickens have to fight a villain who is made out of KFC chickens. <laughs> the show is so cool that I even bought a corrupt super chickens t-shirt. And a watch that says "Like a Vault to the Rescue, Super Chickens." See? When you when <laughs> there you go. When you avert a button, so there you go. That's it, everybody. So, uh, have you? Has Bobber poked his head in? Like a to the Super Chicken. His Bobber poked his head into your room to let to let you know that he, he couldn't get back in. Looks or like no? he put something in the chat that says his network connection on his laptop. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got right. issues. Wrap no worries. I, I I'm gonna try and add him one last time for parting shots, but no, he he's not there. So thank you, Bobber. Please uh, give him a big hug for me, Rain, and uh, wish will. him a Merry Christmas for me and everything. And I hope you guys have a great time. So, is there parting anything you wants? Uh, part do for him for Christmas? Cause mm, no, you use your imagination. I could be uh, inappropriate. Sure, use your imagination. God, God forbid, I, <laughs> I, you know, start dictating those affairs. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Rain, go ahead and give us your parting shot. We got to be kind of quick because I got to call Kenny Pick Senior. So, okay. okay. Oh, oh, okay. My parting. Oh, all right. My parting shot was going to be all of the cocktails that are available for the 
shut down. Do so it. So if you, I can't read them on air. Go to turn up the night. No, you can read them read, on air. Read oh. them on air. You got them in front of you. Do it. No, I I did. Oh, you you shut it down. Yeah. Oh, no, I you, do. You I had do. your own okay. shutdown. All right. So if you're in D.C. tonight and at, the government's going to shut down in about two hours, you can go to the Capitol Hill Lounge, which legitimately it's a real place, and. If you have a federal employee ID, tonight you can order the Nothing Really Mattis, which is Mad Dog 2020, and vodka. <laughs> order it, drink it, and leave. The next drink you can get is Mexico will pay for this. Oh, Montezuma no. Blue Tequila, Orange Juice, Grenadine. And then there's the Hot Dub Crime Machine. Bourbon, lemon juice, soda, recusal relish. And then the AOZ, the AOC Bourgeoisie. Champagne, brute, peach, and Puerto Rican heat. Then you get the border wall ha- banger. Tequila, Caliano, orange juice, and extra ice. <laughs> the last two are my favorite. Butinas on the rocks. Stolichnoia vodka, ginger ale, simple syrup, and raspberries. And Stephen Miller's hair affair. Oh. Gin, tonic, St. Germain, <laughs> and no remorse, which is a shot of house wine. Wow, I love that there was tonic in in. I love that there was tonic in the in the Stephen Miller's hair affair. So, because hair tonic, hair tonic. Um, to me, that is such a DC thing. Y'all can y'all can be bitter about DC, but. DC oh. know has they know how to make fun. No, of no, DC. no. DC as a city, I have zero bitterness towards DC as a city. Don't don't you ever think that about me. So, uh, all right, uh, Joe. Anyway, you want you you want to give any final happy holidays, uh, Rain? Before I pass it off to Joe. No, my happy holidays wishes is for everybody to have just some peace, some quiet some time to just enjoy yourselves we'll we'll get maybe this a fun maybe a fun maybe a fun sexy huh? time too maybe a fun sexy time too yeah there's gonna be some fun sexy time oh wait <laughs> you mean for everybody else for everybody else i'm sure i'm positive that, that a lot of other people are gonna have a fun sexy time I, I know we'll talk before the new year, but I got to tell you, to the Turn Up the Night family, I love you very much. And please make sure that you set aside some time to have peace and quiet and whatever makes you happy. Very good. And I mean very that good. dearly. All right, so. Joe. Joe, it's off to you. Uh, parting shot, sir. Uh, just, you know, um, I, I just... I found this today in the Honolulu Star Advertiser, and sometimes you have to pay attention to how you headline stories. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> phrasing? This one, the phrasing. <laughs> I'm going to read this to you. That was in the Honolulu Star Advertiser this morning. Massive space crash likely made Uranus lopsided. Hi. Oh, I saw that. Seriously, really? Okay, you, know, you know what you're doing? You, you buy yourself a tape recorder, you just record yourself for a whole day. I think you're going to be surprised at some of your phrasing. I just met him. Wrecked him. I almost killed him. Yeah, yeah, I wrecked him. I almost killed him. I almost killed him. I almost yeah, killed him. <laughs> I hit, kicked him I, in the rectum. I, 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 mixed it, I, I mixed up two jokes. 
<laughs> Whatever. Banger, anyway. I just met her. Wrecked him, nearly killed him. So <laughs> You might want to rephrase that headline. <laughs> A little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I want to wish uh, a, a speedy recovery to uh, to the amazing RBG, who is in Sloan Kettering Hospital recovering yes. from a lung cancer surgery. So if you guys haven't heard about that, one of our greatest liberal justices uh, had a little trouble, and thank goodness they found it when she fell and broke her ribs, and they had to take an x-ray, and they found it early because by accident. And so, Joe, there Joe, you go. Mm. you know she voted from her bed tonight, right? I do, I, and I love yeah. it. And okay. I know that's great. And and it was to strike down Trump's asylum, new asylum rules. I loved it. And and you know what made it better? Yes. She voted from her bed. Yes. And Justice Roberts joined. He in. was the swing. He vote was the now. swing vote. <laughs> yes. And by the way, fuck you, Bill O'Reilly, for your tweets about RBG too. You're a dumb piece of shit. He's so. mean. He's a mean, ugly asshole, and we know he is because he's a sexual abuser too. He tweeted something about this. <clears throat> yes, about RBG. Yeah. Oh, go yes, go look did, it up. Joe. It'll piss you off. But we really got to get things wrapped up here. I got to call my dad. Uh, but I want to wish right. everybody happy holidays, speedy recovery to living uh, uh, online. Scoopster or Scoop Scoopster in Rhode Island. I'm sorry. Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay if if living is ill. Well. If he's not, we'll save it for later. We wish you'd... But yeah, yeah to, to Scoopster. Scoopster yeah, well, Scoop in Rhode Scoop. Island, not living on Long Island. So, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Scoopster, feel ha, better. No, you're live not. In, live and be well. we a bunch of people who live happy, on yeah. islands. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, happy holidays to everybody. I love you all. I couldn't do the show without you. Um, yeah. Please don't mute your volume for little Jeff. He loves you, too. <laughs> I love you guys I really, too. Really, really, I do. I do love you all. Yeah. I'm just having fun with you when I call you so and so and dirty hippie. But I do love that darling rain. All right, get out of here. Crawl back under there. Happy holidays. Happy so. holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Uh, and uh, we're gonna be off on Tuesday. But don't forget T for boo boo uh, at T letter T number four boo boo. Uh, that's Don DeBear is going to be uh, my special guest on the Tuesday episode and pre-recorded Kitchen Gadget Talk. And I'm going through old-time radio stuff to try and find some really fun stuff for everybody to pad out uh, the three hours. Because I don't want it to be politics. I don't want it to be you know anything like that. I just want it to be fun, entertaining stuff. Uh, what you would hear on the radio on Christmas's past is what I want you to hear. Um, so, uh, and, and you'll hear my voice introducing things, stuff like that. I have a couple days to you know patch it all together. But um, and I might be subbing all three hours on Mike Check Radio tomorrow night. If so, it's kind of going to be a free for all. So, and you can call into the show too tomorrow night. I, I think I don't know. Stay tuned. But yeah, anyway, we love you all. Happy holidays. We'll see you in the funny papers. Hi. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Bye.
Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>